0: Welcome to the show. The phones are open. You can join us. The number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Uh, welcome to the show. The attack against the cryptocurrency industry continues. we got the latest on what some people are calling Operation Choke Point 2.0. We'll tell you what Operation Choke Point 1.0 was and how uh, all this is connected together. Uh, that's on the way. But Aria, you just told me right before the show that apparently the Philadelphia Eagles fans are burning down their own city, or at least they were last night. After their team, and had you not mentioned it, I wouldn't have known. I'd heard, I'd heard sure. the Chiefs had won, but I yeah. couldn't have told you who I, they I were mean, playing I mean, actually, against. didn't even
1: hear the Chiefs had won. I didn't know who was playing at all, but I heard or I saw somebody on Twitter say like, "My condolences to anyone who owns property in Philadelphia," and I just took that as, "Yeah, sucks to own property in Philadelphia, like all the time." So I didn't, you know, think if there was something going on.
2: Well, I mean, I watch the Super Bowl because I mean, we we do that at work. And oh, you guys have TV there, yeah. Oh, and it's wow. a nice change of pace. Normally, we listen to music while we work, and mm-hmm. you know that that's great. But it helps the time go by a little bit faster to instead watch a game. And the Super Bowl is one of the few times where it's just okay, and no one really bats an eye about coming in, and uh, customers aren't really surprised to come in and see you know See the game on, yeah. So they it's, probably want to see it, probably, yeah. So. I, and you know I'm from the south I grew up watching football and I I I know a lot more about football and sports in general than I pretend to and I generally have more interest in it than I pretend to okay. and I'm like
0: ooh yay sports ball do you follow the season at all and no. you know have a favorite team or anything
2: uh i mean if i had to choose a team i could certainly pick one like obviously there's the regional loyalty if i had to pick i would say yes i mean the Tennessee Titans. I would love to see them go to the Super Bowl. They're never going to. Well, they're probably never going to.
0: Yeah. That's one of the newer teams, right? Didn't they come out like within the last two decades or something?
2: No, really. They were the Houston Oilers before that, so they just sort of moved moved to a Ah, new place. But they've existed, I don't know, since I think the 60s, maybe the (laughs) 70s. I see. But uh, now I would root for the Patriots more than anyone else because I'm here in New Hampshire, and that's the team
0: everyone works for. They'll lynch you if you don't. Well,
2: yeah, probably. But if I pointed out to people that you know I also root for the Titans, like if the Titans and the Patriots went against one another in the Super Bowl,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I would root for. And I don't even know if that's possible because they're I don't know if they're in the same divisions. But yeah, I don't know either. I don't either. But I would root for the Titans over the Patriots, and I suspect most people would be understanding of that. But it is New Hampshire, and there's two teams here that you can root for. There's the New York Jets.
0: I think it's the I second one. I don't know if they'll let you. It's I think
2: pi- there's
1: there's one thing is just like walking down the street with a Tennessee Titans shirt on, even if they're playing against the New England Patriots right now. And then there's like getting people's faces like Titans go. Ta-. I just don't think anybody beat her up for wearing a Titans. No, shirt. I
0: don't think you're. I don't think you're going to actually get beat up. But no, you know, people not. take their teams real seriously in they a do. lot of places, and you could probably New New lose a friendship if
1: you like. We're talking trash about it.
0: Maybe New I England doubt seems it. to be one of those places.
2: And- not not in my experience, but maybe. I mean mm-hmm. football well, I'm from the south where I'm I was gonna say in Alabama
1: is, that would happen.
2: Yes. Football's a big business in the sure. South in Mississippi. The Patriots are a huge business. It's up like here my because... great
1: aunt's only personality is liking the roll tide or whatever. That's how her nails always are.
2: Well, a lot of people don't have anything else to live their lives for except yeah. the Brennan circuses, so they're all that's about the, the term. circuses, right? Right. But you know, so so anyway, last
0: night was the big circus. It
2: was, and you know, it was entertaining as far as football games go. It was actually pretty good. Neither of these teams have any defense to speak of, and I'm not going to try to critique them because I'm not a professional football player. I'm not a coach. I'm not good enough to critique these people. I'm not athletic enough to critique critique these people, and they made it to the Super Bowl. So they're the best in the United States at what they're capable of doing so who am i to say wow you guys really need some defense but mm-hmm. it was a very high scoring game okay and i thought it was going to go into overtime right up until like the last 4 minutes of it and it wasn't because it was a super intense game to watch because i didn't have really a dog in the fight between the two i rooted for the Kansas City Chiefs because they were red and the other team that that shade of green was absolutely disgusting and
0: <laughs> okay that so the, the Philly Team? Yes, the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I mean,
2: but when you don't have a dog in the fight, I mean, what are real pe- people really rooting for, right? Yeah, why not? I think everyone's ultimately rooting for the color because if you if uh-huh. you take um, what was his name, Tom Brady, and you moved him to the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his fans went with him, uh, metaphorically speaking. Oh, I don't know if they would. What they did, I mean, oh, really? I'm surrounded by these huge sports fans, like who have the actual. I
0: thought Tom Brady was in the Patriots, and he retired.
2: He went to the Buccaneers for two seasons. Oh, He retired at the end of this last season.
0: So are you saying that the Patriots fans became Bucks fans or that they... They were Brady fans. They were were rooting for Tom
2: Brady over the Patriots. I mean, obviously, if the Mm. Patriots and the Buccaneers went against one another, they, they probably supported the Patriots more. Yeah, see, I wonder about that. But think in general, like... How much the Patriots fans would just hate the Patriots if they were no longer the New England Patriots and they went to, like, California and became the California Patriots. Instant hatred for the entire sports franchise, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The, so there's no loyalty to the people. And there's no, no real loyalty To the place. Well,
0: yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the team in the place is always changing. Right. They get the Tom Brady this year. They get this other guy the next year. And then, you know, the the team, quote unquote, that you might have grown up with is not the same team for five years later or even two years later or whatever, right? Because they're always trading people. And so it's like it really is meaningless. It's entirely, completely meaningless that it's, quote unquote, your team. You just pay them money and you watch them, and if and you have fun, then great.
1: The people that do move with the states, it, it's weird to me. It's like my dad has always loved the Rams. I think it's it was St. Louis mm-hmm. for a long time. Well, like his entire life, basically. it still is, isn't it? No, they moved to like California. And now he wow. just still likes them and has like shirts mm-hmm. that say California. Well, I okay. mean, well, I don't that's know. good.
2: That, that's probably a little rare, I, I would imagine, but. I mean, I, I think that's what most people are doing, though, is just they're picking a color that they like, and they're going with it. And it doesn't matter if they change their names or change the players or change, change the, the locations. Color? Well, then they probably pick a different team. Hmm. I don't know this, but that's... I don't
0: think so. I think it's regional. I think, because uh, I know when I was growing up in Florida, the team there is the Buccaneers, at yeah. least our part of Florida. I know there's a Miami team, too, but I was on the West Coast, and so... Oh, the- there is a Miami.
2: I'd I forgot about that. yeah. The, the Dolphins, b- right?
0: That sounds right, yeah. yeah. Um so the Buccaneers, they used to be like orange or yellow or something like that. And they were always terrible when we yeah. were growing up. And then at some point in the like nineteen nineties they changed their uniform to like a dark red and then they got good all of a sudden after that. Of course it was because they, they got different guys, right. right? Like it wasn't the color change uh that, that did it. Well but maybe it was. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> you
1: no, know, I've actually heard like their studies that the red team is always gonna win.
0: Well, not
2: always. They they did play more aggressively. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. a really good game theory video on this. Uh, The Game Theory is a channel on YouTube that dives Mm -hmm. into game theories about video games and stuff. And they look at League of Legends and other MOBAs as multiplayer online battle arenas. It's team, uh, team against team kind of games. And what they find is that teams who play as Red tend to play more aggressively. Figures. Whereas people who play on the blue teams tend to play more defensively. The same reason Walmart tends to be blue and Target tends to be red. And a lot of these games are leaned ever so slightly in favor of the aggressive players. Mm. So the red team tends to win more often because they play more aggressively. And That's
0: interesting. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Bobby. But but people didn't abandon the Buccaneers because they changed their color. They still live in Tampa and that's still, quote unquote, their team. I I think that the regional aspect of it is the most important thing because what you'll see is people will move out of the area from which they've come but they'll still feel as though that like if you leave Tampa and you move to California, you may still feel as though Tampa's quote your team, and I'm but sure That's what I different. said, right?
2: I would still root for the Titans yeah. if I had to pick a team,
0: right? Whether they change their color or not, it's probably immaterial. But I get what you're saying. If it's a if it's a game where you have no previously selected option, then yeah. oh yeah, I like their uniforms. Okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that was ultimately what it came down to for us. Uh, And none of us really had a dog in this fight. Obviously, uh, uh, a friend of mine and I, we went for the Chiefs because they were red. And of course, that caused other people, like, well, we're going for the other team because, you know, antagonism or whatever. And it, it was all good time. None of us take it seriously. And None of us take football as seriously as they do in, like, the United Kingdom. Which I'm talking about a different type of football here now. Most Americans would call it soccer, yeah. but in England, they have this problem that they call, you know, hooliganism, mm-hmm. and it's related to their football matches, their their soccer matches, where people
0: destroy things. Yeah, they go they... absolutely nuts. But they do it also when they win too, don't they? Yes.
2: And in the United States, it seems to be more about when people lose. Like last night after the Super Bowl.
1: No, yeah, I remember when I was in Alabama once, Alabama won, and there was still riots. There was riots because there yeah. was people from the other state, like Louisiana, I think it was, there, and then they got in fights with each other. I
0: think Keene State, before the Pumpkin Fest uh, but, incident here in Keene, I think there was some minor riots that happened after the uh, whatever baseball team it is up here, Red Sox. I uh, oh. had won a game. You uh, even like riots. a
2: Keene State baseball team. I was like,
0: what? No, no. It was over the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. See,
2: that's another really interesting thing about Boston. Love it or hate it. New England slash Boston has some of the best sports franchises in the world. Repeatedly, like the Boston Bruins, consistently a contender for the Stanley Cup. That's the Super Bowl of hockey. Oh. The New England Patriots, consistently su- Super Bowl contenders. The Boston Red Sox, again, consistently, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, not Super Bowl contenders. Uh, World Series contenders. It's just amazing how Boston seems to sort of draw together these wonderful sports teams. And they they do that and people hate it.
1: It's because they're used to the cold. Because, like, I always hear of Texas being huge on football. But, I mean, they're only out there in the cold season, right? Isn't it winter? Isn't football season winter? So they're probably Mm, like, oh, my God, it's so cold right now. It's 60 degrees outside. And they have to travel somewhere else to fight someone or, you know, play someone else. Mm. And then they're probably like, it's even colder here.
0: So what Eagle, happened?
2: So Eagle fans are marching on Philadelphia City Hall as they scale lampposts. And this was from what do they yesterday. have to do with anything? Uh, who? The City Hall? The City Hall. I don't know. I saw that was my exact thought, too. I was like, look, I, I'm all for not trashing the government. Not literally, but like, you know, talking smack about the government, whatever. Mm-hmm. And sure. I'm, March I'm, on
0: City Hall. I don't care.
2: Well, sure. And I'm all... I mean, don't smash out its windows and stuff like that, but... I'm all for, you know, or antagonizing whatever. the government and city hall and all of that, right? Because I mean, you got to do something with your life, right? Okay. But over a football game, I, I don't get it.
0: I don't either. So I don't they,
1: see the connection,
2: at least. No.
0: I can't imagine leaving my house over a football game, let alone <laughs> doing anything else.
2: So they were yelling F the Chiefs and facing down <laughs> cops following the narrow 38
0: to 35 loss to Kansas City. Does this have right.
1: to, something to do with, like, the fact that there are
2: police chiefs? They just don't like any chief now.
0: <laughs> Isn't it like Indian chiefs, though? Isn't that their actual... I think
2: so. And that's another reason why I like the Kansas City Chiefs uh-huh. or why I was rooting for them last night, because despite all of the cancel culture stuff and, you know, the removal they of... They
0: stuck with their yeah. mascot. Yeah. yeah I like, saw... we're not changing.
1: So Girl Scout cookies are like coming out right now, being delivered to people who ordered them. Oh. And I saw that they don't call it Samoas anymore. They call it like caramel cookie or something silly Blah. like that.
2: What's wrong with Samoas? Well Isn't I, that just a place?
1: Yeah, maybe because it's a place and like a There's race and it's just right? like, yeah, you can be Samoan. And I'm just like, why would that be offensive? It has coconut on it, and I'm pretty sure they have coconuts there.
2: I recently learned, I mean, on this subject that Aunt Jemima apparently was a real person mm-hmm. and was a tremendous success story in the I think the nineteenth century. Like mm-hmm.
0: yeah. she they, was a they fired her. Yeah, she was did they fire? Well, I, they got she doesn't rid of, exist anymore. Oh, yeah, but they yeah. got rid of the character. The Aunt Jemima is no longer part of Aunt Jemima, and neither is Uncle Ben part of Uncle Ben's. Because yeah. oh, um, racism or something.
2: And Aunt Jemima was a real figure who was tremendously popular for her time. Right? She was a wonderful publicist, a wonderful entertainer, a performer. Hmm. And
0: I didn't know that know, she's neither.
2: been wiped from history now because of busybodies who have nothing better to do and who yeah. don't want to learn the history that they're speaking out against. Wow, it's like. Just naming her
1: name is offensive now. That (sighs) makes no sense.
0: How dare you put a successful black woman on her, on a uh, a successful product, racism or whatever. I'm not sure how that connects, but that's what they say.
1: I just looked it up, by the way, and it says the coconut is the most useful plant, uh, useful of all plants in Samoa. So there are Mm. coconuts in Samoa. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Nothing racist or rude about calling a cookie a Samoan cookie.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just what they're called. And those were always my favorite
1: of the Girl you. Scout
2: cookies as well.
1: Those are the best. Well,
0: don't call it an Eskimo bar. What is? Well, I don't even know what an Eskimo bar either. is. It's an ice cream bar. Okay. Mm. Basically. And with like chocolate on the outside or something like that. Um, and Eskimo is now offensive because uh, apparently it means meat eater. and so it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I somebody did not got, know that. Somebody got offended somewhere. I doubt sure. any actual Eskimos Probably or Aleutians or whatever they're called uh, were, you know, offended the why most would they care?
1: woke Inuit girl in the world. She called me racist in 2016 because I said we should abolish the police. And it's just like, oh, what Uh, how the tables have turned now. It's like, in 2020, I, w- I thought about that all the time. I was like, I remember getting called racist for saying we should abolish the, abolish the police because she was like, minorities have less access to
0: but wait, does Security. now she want to abolish the police too?
1: I don't know. I don't follow oh. that lady. She was uh, she worked at a bank with me.
0: Gotcha.
2: So mayhem broke out in the city of brotherly love last night, <laughs> following the Philadelphia Eagles' narrow Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chief. This mm. is from the Daily Mail, by the mm. way. And I mean, they're not the city of brotherly love nope. right now, certainly. Signs of unrest surfaced almost immediately after the team's 38 to 35 defeat Sunday night, with disgruntled fans swarming City Hall <laughs> and clashing with cops that had been stationed throughout the city in case of such an wow. outcome. Wow! So these people were like prepared <laughs> for riots over crazy. a football game. It's it's I completely just can't even
0: understand it.
2: No, police scanner audio after 10:30 suggested that police had made multiple arrests. As citizens had been scaling lampposts, chanting F the Chiefs, and hurling glass bodies excuse me, glass bottles through the city's downtown neighborhood. Footage circulating on social media also shows several residents lighting fireworks, while others egged on armed SWAT teams tasked with keeping the peace. And it doesn't suggest say what they mean by egging them on. Does that mean like Because when I think of egging someone Uh on, I mean like encouraging them, right? And, you know, suggesting that they take it up a notch or whatever. Whereas it sounds like they were, you know, antagonizing the SWAT Mm -hmm. team. In one shocking clip, a group of Philadelphians were seen lighting fireworks with some reports indicating the explosives are being thrown at officers. Well, it doesn't people lighting fireworks is the extent of their shocking clips that seems pretty
0: lame
1: i want us to go full china with the fireworks
0: yeah they did some awesome protests lighting off fireworks where they were prohibited uh, across cities in china you know this is what it took to get people out conflicting with the police was their team losing i mean what about the police in philadelphia like What have they been up to recently? I'm sure they're not treating people real nice on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. So initial reports said that cops used tear gas to deter any further disruptions, but that
2: turned out to not be the case. So that's good at least they didn't use tear gas in response to these hooligans over this football game. The loss is compounded by the fact that the city's baseball team, the Phillies, similarly crashed out of the World Series mm-hmm. just a few months ago. So, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. Evidently, the Philadelphia Phillies went to the World Series and lost. But I like, had no clue. Guys, you've got... I don't even know who won. <laughs> I, I don't either, but it evidently was it the Phillies. I yeah. don't but, even
1: know the difference of the World Series and the Super Bowl.
2: World Series baseball. is baseball. Oh, football. Okay. But they, in two, they're two of the biggest sports in the world, yep. baseball and football. And... They have teams that went to the championships in both of these sports. They lost, certainly, but even going to these championships is phenomenal. Like, yeah,
0: you should be happy about that. Yeah, but
2: that's something that you can, I mean, insofar as you can take any pride in what these other people did that right. aren't related to you and that you didn't you know, contribute
0: to. I guess this really just stems from the whole idea of we, mm-hmm. right? Yes. This idea of our team. We made it to the Super Bowl, which means that when the team loses the Super Bowl, these people who so closely identify with the team, even though they don't do anything except buy a jersey every now and then and maybe go to the game or if they're really wealthy, buy a season pass or something. Uh, you know, That's all they got is they just put some money into it at most. But, but they believe they are the Philadelphia Eagles. And so therefore, when their team loses when we lose they feel the loss they feel as though you know they were on the field as though they botched the the interception or you know whatever it was that that turned the game around uh that it was them they did it
1: i don't know why it's so easy for humans to get in that space because i did it a second ago and then i thought about it, but i didn't say anything out loud when i said i want us to go as crazy with the fireworks as China. I'm I said us talking about the Philadelphia people. Like, Oh, I didn't know I that's what you meant. Them. I just thought
0: you meant people in general.
1: Well, I'm not gonna do it. No. I'm not gonna go out there and shoot fireworks off at a cop car or whatever. <laughs>
2: I mean, this level of cosplay is really interesting to me because it it seems similar to me like the the anime nerds who buy their mm. anime costume outfits and they go to these conventions, these cons, and they they hang out with other anime nerds and they're they're dressing up as their favorite character. That's what That's people are doing. That's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I they, never thought about it. That when way. they put on these Tom Brady jerseys right. or these other, <laughs> right, they're just right. cosplaying.
0: I'm channeling Tom the, the 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 essence of Tom Brady into my yeah. body.
2: And meanwhile, they call those anime people
0: nerds. But, I mean, you're... Sports you're, nerds. They're absolutely sports yeah. nerds. You're, you're totally right about that. You know, uh, a great example of this is how dorky the or how nerdy or whatever, and I'm not sure which is the right word for this, but a lot of these sports people, they can tell you who was on the team in 1990, 1991, 19, you know, exactly who got traded when and what their salary is. And, like, they have all this trivia right th- that's in their brain right like that's taking up their brain space is trivia about this sport that is completely meaningless outside of their own personal uh yeah. belief system
1: trivia can be kind of dangerous like me and my dad love trivia but it's like it doesn't get you any actual intelligence my dad knows all the sports trivia and and we just love trivia in general like if we have a long car ride we'll like Put on well, yeah, pull it's up some trivia. Game. It's, you it's know, just like trivial makes pursuit. Makes you feel like you're smart when you're not.
2: Well, the ability to retain information is is linked to intelligence. I think
0: probably, yeah. I mean, it's it's recall, but is it? Are you recalling useful information? And that and the answer in most cases is no.
2: Well, I'm fine with memorizing. I, I have tons of useless video game knowledge, right? That sure. isn't useful outside
0: of any of those contexts. And everybody should have their hobby, but for somebody that's in the sports fanaticism who makes fun of a video game fanatic yeah. is the pot calling the kettle black because mm-hmm. the sports person is also a nerd too. Yeah. It is an intolerant nerd because of that. Yeah, and you're not out there playing the game and at least the the video gamer is in a lot of cases playing the actual game uh unlike the sports person who's just sitting there watching it.
1: Mark knows every flag
0: Every flag for the whole world? I guess so. Well, that's, that is definitely impressive. I
1: guess it's more useful because it's like you could identify what country you're looking at if you just see the flag than just absolutely random trivia.
0: So, um, do we know if the riots are continuing or was it just a one off kind of last night? I mean, I of, suspect
2: they've died out now. I do, it doesn't give like a timeline of I've never how heard things of that. have
0: developed. Yeah, I've never heard of it getting worse like sports riots. Usually it's just people let off whatever steam they have, why they have it. I you know again i think it's just identifying with the team and feeling angry like all right well let's go break something uh it usually doesn't last into night number two
2: yeah it doesn't say that it's ongoing it doesn't say that it ended either but i i suspect as you point out usually they just sort of peter out after people you know they come to terms
0: they go through yeah. the five stages of <laughs> of grief yeah <laughs> yeah has anyone ever interviewed these people like a few days later like What were you thinking? (laughs) Were you thinking? There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us, share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top. So it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable Members Only Chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon, and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today.
3: It is Free Talk
0: Live. You can join here you can bring up whatever is on your mind the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 you can join us online just head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have for you there once again that is freetalklive.com it's ian bonnie and aria in the studio tonight want to say thank you to one of our Free Talk Live amps. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Thank you to Jesse Thomas, who is a Free Talk Live silver supporter, meaning that uh, Jesse is contributing five bucks a month to the AMPS program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It helps us get the word out about the ideas of liberty and peace and cryptocurrency, the things we talk about a lot uh, seven nights a week on broadcast radio. Also online, of course, live video streaming, we've got uh, podcasts, we've got satellite. Uh, we've got a bunch of different ways that you can listen to the show, and uh, it's thanks to listeners like Jesse for making it possible. As I said uh, before, I, I'd be fine if we'd never have another paid advertiser on this show, if we can actually get listeners to support us to the point where we can get all the bills paid, and we're not quite there. Um, if we could like double the AMP numbers, then I think we'd be good to go. Uh, so thank nice. you. We've got over 130 ampers today. It's gone up from like 100 just a couple months ago. So thank you to everybody that's uh, that stepped up there. amps.freetalklive.com You get some perks like access to the Amp Only podcast. It is a um, f- service provided by Patreon. And so if you don't like Patreon, we'll tell you a little while about another option for you to support the show that doesn't have anything to do uh, with Patreon. But you do get the the Amp Only podcast, which has the full radio show without the recorded ads over at amps.freetalklive.com you can learn more get signed up there that's amps.freetalklive.com all right i want to change up here the topic because there's something happening and we've been covering some of the news of this the ongoing crackdown against cryptocurrency of course aria you and i are caught up in it on a personal level they went after us as well as some of our other friends in a raid which it's almost been two years as of next month uh, will have been two years since our homes were raided in a pre-dawn raid uh, where we were held at gunpoint and threatened and ultimately handcuffed and taken to jail charged with a bunch of victimless uh, so-called crimes and I'm awaiting sentencing you're now awaiting even longer uh, on sentencing as yeah well, it's it's not good for my it's health, stressful man.
2: it's not it's yeah.
0: you can't get anything done. You know, like, you can't.
2: Your life is in this holding pattern, yeah. right? Where, where you don't know what's going to happen, and uh,
0: like I could start some new project, but right. then I could go to prison in in two months, right? So, why and the the toll it's it's taking on me it's it's unbelievable,
2: and yeah. I I was wholly against it getting pushed back. You know, it was supposed to be January the twenty sixth. I didn't want to, to be December, back. wasn't it? Originally? Yeah, first it was supposed to be It uh, did get pushed back the first 30 days was no. understandable and I don't, I don't remember what that reason was but right. there, there was a good reason for that when I was fine with it. It got pushed back to January the 26th and that was that was the real date that stuck in my, my mind and mm-hmm. you know. I didn't want to push back from that but my attorney made a case, he, he he argued for it, and I was like, all right, fine, let's push it back. Mm-hmm. And then it got pushed back again. And then it's gotten pushed back again. Now we're yep. looking at April the 25th, right. if I remember right. And you're still
0: under bail conditions the right. whole time.
2: And I was... You know, I've finally started seeing a therapist because this is literally killing me. Mm-hmm. Having this sort of Damocles just constantly hanging on my head and always being pushed back. It's like a light at the end of the tunnel, and every time you're mm-hmm. you're almost there, you're almost at it. I don't know if anything good's going to happen yeah, at this sentencing,
0: but at least it, it would have happened. It could
2: be horrible, right? Yeah. But every time I'm almost there, to where like I can reach out and grab it, it's pushed back another six damn yeah. weeks, over and over. And it's, it's driving me crazy. So anyway, I finally started seeing a therapist, and uh, she said, we were talking about this, and, and you know, I don't like doing drugs as, as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. and she was like, well, you made it this far, and I, we decided that I had made it this far with this hanging over me. I didn't need drugs. You know, another five weeks is not a big deal, but as soon as I got this, I had a nervous breakdown. I was Man. calling. I was like, look, it, no. yeah, five more weeks, sure, could have made it, but now we're looking at you know, another 13 weeks or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm Uh-uh. I can't do it. I I can't sleep. I can't eat. It's driving me crazy. It's going to kill me. Mm. So anyway,
0: yeah, that's what people are dealing with. Uh, and, And we're dealing with the criminal side of this where they've been going after people like us for selling Bitcoin without asking government permission. That's what it all boils down to. There's a bunch of various charges, but none of them involve any actual victims. And they've also—so uh, that's like the FBI, the so-called Justice Department. That's sort of their wing of it, is go after peer-to-peer sellers. That's what that's what they're doing. On the other hand, you've got the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. It's been going after companies and developers and, you know, the, the creators of uh, the Bitcoin the cryptocurrency world. They've targeted our friends over at Library. We had Jeremy Kaufman on the show, I believe it was last week, uh, to talk about their situation where we learned something I didn't know about the Library case, which, by the way, Library lost— to the SEC, the SEC determined or the judge in the case and the federal court determined that libraries tokens are, quote unquote, securities. And the thing that Jeremy revealed that I didn't even realize was that they weren't so much getting them for being a security because library said, oh, number could go up if you buy this. Invest now and, you know, we might make this thing more expensive right. you know, in the future. You could gain from this. No, it was just simply the fact that they had some of them. It was the fact that Library had a store of its own token. And not even the fact that they were selling them. Apparently, giving them away counts as a sale. Yeah, I asked him, I was like,
1: how could it possibly be that you're just holding them? How could that possibly mean anything? It meant that the SEC... Just asserted that that meant they had the motivation. They were holding onto it because it will go up. So they just assumed their motivation for holding it. And I said, okay, why isn't that just overwritten by the fact that you guys literally gave it away? And he said, oh, because giving away LBC counts as a sale to the SEC. That was the
0: biggest mind blower uh, from me in that whole interview. It was like, because the claim is with security. I mean, even if you want to buy the idea that a crypto token can be a security. And I don't personally, I don't get it because, yeah, I can't weigh in on it. I don't know. You're, a security historically is something where you have some interest in like a company. So if you buy stock in a company, it gives you a vote, right? Like you have the ability to, to some extent, have some sort of influence over that. And whether the company succeeds or fails depends on, it will, will will play out as far as how you win or lose on the, the stock that you have. That's what generally security is. A library token was simply a utility token, meaning that it was used on the library blockchain to do things like pay a fee to upload a video or pay a fee to access a video on their platform. It had nothing to do with whether or not the library company lives or dies. In fact, the library company is now going to die because of what the SEC has done to it, has completely demolished it financially through this lawsuit process, and the library token is going to continue. So that's proof right there that the the library token isn't related at all to what the library company does. So that's insane. Well, it's, it doesn't have to be right. The whole point of all of this is
2: to prevent upstarts from coming out and creating new cryptocurrencies because, oh no, it's a security mm-hmm. and the SEC is eventually going to come after you is to prevent new cryptocurrencies from rising, is to to sort of push everyone into the main cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and these others, and they want to create fear well they do, but they want to create fear because they don 't want anyone using any of these unapproved cryptocurrencies, and then they want to control the on ramps mm-hmm. into getting Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin and, and whatever other major cryptocurrencies they they find to be permissible that way they don 't have to worry about some new shadow Bitcoin rising that anyone can get because they 've already scared everyone away from creating new cryptocurrencies they don 't have to worry about people secretly selling cryptocurrency because they've scared away everyone from that to the extent that local bitcoins is shutting down, down. Right. Yep. And, and they're blaming the crypto winter in a lot of places and that's, that. that's complete nonsense it doesn't make sense
1: because it's right at its previous all-time high mm-hmm. and they never like sold their own bitcoin so it doesn't make sense well, it's not like i mean maybe they did
0: well local bitcoins been through every up and down in the last 10 years yeah. so the idea that this crypto winter is worse than the other crypto winners. Sorry, that just doesn't follow. What do people even mean by crypto winter? That that it's, It means that not as many people are buying.
1: It just means that there are people who always point to 63,000 or whatever and say like, oh, it went down since then, you guys, what do you have to say to that? And that's all it means. So it's just coming from idiots.
0: So then we learned last week that Kraken, who's one of the larger cryptocurrency exchanges, one of the better ones, in my opinion, because it's actually run by a libertarian named yep. Jesse Powell, um, you know I liked them until they kicked me out <laughs> they all have kicked me out well but.
2: yeah but in their defense like he would have he would have told you if he knew that you know you existed he would say hey look you know we're, we have to kick you out because the government's going to basically I make us I allowed to tell you well sure yeah. but I mean we we can infer that's probably what he would say if he was free to do so was I mean, based, yeah. based on Things he's tweeted he in the like past is like, guy. we don't want to comply with the government, but we have to. It's a it's necessary evil at this point yeah. for us to get crypto into hey, the They don't want to go people. to prison, too. You right. know? He would have said, not your keys, not your, not your coin. And he has said that. Yes. Yeah. So use
0: it to get your coin and then get off of it. And that's it. So the big news last week was that Kraken was being targeted uh, by the SEC. For allowing their customers to do staking through them. And we got into some detail about what that was. But it's basically another way of validating transactions on a network. It's the alternative to proof of work. It's called proof of stake. And so they were allowing their customers to just say, oh, okay, I've got these stakeable coins on Kraken. Stake these. I'll, I'll let you guys stake them for me. And then you earn uh, an API, APY or an APR or whatever. You earn a return on that on an annual or and quarterly basis. And Kraken's not allowed basis. to do
2: that for people? No,
0: they're not. They have been told by the SEC that you either do what we say, which is pay us $30 million and stop your staking program for United States customers, or we're going to court. And the comments from Jesse Powell on Twitter were basically what we were looking at in court would have cost way more than $30 million. Well, that's the way the game is played, right? And so he paid. Who
2: is
1: oh, who's the SEC protecting by... Getting thirty million dollars,
2: the government. No one. They, they they just want to discourage other people from having an on-ramp into cryptocurrency that isn't controlled by the government uh, no. or a major corporation.
0: To Coinbase's credit, they are saying they're going to fight this. They um, they're, they're going to if if and when the SEC comes after them and it Kraken, like, no Coinbase. Okay, uh, Kraken paid. It's over. Oh, Coinbase down. is also
2: facing the same thing. They have
0: a similar program. Okay, they have staking. You know, for customers that don't want to do it themselves, and the average person doesn't know how to stake, they'd have to download full node software, and they'd have to jump through some hoops, and leave their computer on 24/7. And it's it's you know it's not hard to do,
2: but it is a process. Yes, but then you control it. You do. It's your coins, you and you're basically running a crypto miner that isn't killing your graphics card.
0: That's true. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know how people are. If somebody yeah. else can offer the service and it's like, oh, hands off, I'll let you handle my... But yeah, not your keys, not your coins. They could get hacked and there could be all kinds of problems. But regardless, it's a, it's a, it's a feature that they should be able to have. Sure. and it has nothing to do with securities or whatever but the SEC says it's a security and what are you going to do about it are you going to sue us cuz are we going to no they were going to sue them are you going uh, to are you going to let us take you to court or are you going to pay us 30 million and then we won't take you to court you could just shut down the program so Kraken said all right we'll we'll pay the 30 million we'll shut down the program that's blatant extortion
2: that's, that's, what him, it is. that's blatantly going well, they hey, saw look, what
0: happened to library
2: pay me 30 million dollars or I'm gonna break your kneecaps right. and close down your business yeah
0: because that's what I'm pretty sure he was worried about would happen if they actually went to court is that Kraken would then go out of business entirely well it happened to library yeah that's right. So they've seen what they've seen what happened with library. And they're like, they
1: didn't even give library that choice at all. They weren't like, no, pay us this or we'll them. take you to court. It was all about destroying that's them. That's
0: right. They had to set that precedent first. Well, because so library, now they can go to Kraken and be like, hey, you saw what happened to library. That's true. And also library is more of a threat than Kraken is because library is what backs the alternative to YouTube. And so if indeed the SEC is protecting the powers that be, in the case of big tech, then by taking out library they feel as though they're striking a blow and remember they are also trying to target odyssey we have not yet seen whether that is or is not going to happen but they're still trying to take down odyssey at the same time as taking down library and odyssey is the platform on which uh they built this great alternative to youtube of course we're streaming there right now at video.freetalklive.com i'm seriously gonna be
1: so pissed about that because just like it's I actually use it all the time. Yeah. I technically have a library on, like, downloaded on my computer, mm-hmm. but I don't really use my computer. I use my phone all the time. And there's so many instances where I'm like, oh, I want to see this uh, researcher give a speech. And it's like, this isn't on YouTube, but it's on Odyssey or some documentary. I'm using Odyssey like every single day recently. Also, you can put videos in the background. You can't do that with YouTube, with YouTube unless YouTube, you yeah. pay with it, and and also you get ads. I mean, I haven't been seeing ads on Odyssey. I know you said there are. Odyssey but...
0: has ads on the screen below the video, like oh. down, but they're not they're not uh, what do they call them when they they pop up in the video, interstitial yep. oh, or something ahead. like that. Not and anyway, so that's just a quick to catch you up on what's been happening. And if you thought that was ridiculous, going after staking as quote-unquote securities, well, they have managed to top themselves this week. Here's the latest from Cointelegraph.com. Paxos is now facing an SEC lawsuit over Binance USD. According to the Wall Street Journal, Binance USD is being alleged to be an unregistered security.
2: Hold on. This is Bi- hold on. Binance USD is the the dollar tether created
0: by Binance, right? In tandem with Paxos. So uh, Paxos, for listeners that don't know, Paxos is one of the myriad of cryptocurrency exchanges out there. They used to be called ItBit back itbit. in the day. They changed their name to Paxos, and they are uh, they're kind of like a low level crypto exchange. They're not particularly busy. They don't have a large volume. Maybe but I hate them. Well, they t- they testified against me in my uh, my criminal trial. So yeah. you know, did they? Yeah, they had a girl from Paxos day. there, and uh, so they, you know, they exchange uh, dollars for Bitcoin, right? And dollars yeah. also for stable coins. They have their stablecoin, which is called Pax USD, and then they also have Binance USD (BUSD). And Binance USD is the number three stable coin on the planet right now. Now, stable- because
2: Binance is the largest crypto exchange in the world, isn't it? That's correct.
0: Uh, so, you know, the the comparison between Binance and Paxos is like an ocean of difference. Binance is huge. Paxos might have like, you know, a few million dollars a day in uh, transactions, right? So they're nowhere near as large. But what they are based in is New York City. And they have all the government permission slips and everything, wow. right? Like, they're in New York. They had to do the New York uh, bit license in order to keep operating there. When New York came out with the bit license in 2015, that that's, by the way, it's like the only state... Or one of two states that has a special, you got to get our license to operate in the cryptocurrency field. And Paxos is based there. So, you know, they've got all the paperwork they have. They think that they are as compliant as they can possibly be.
1: Yeah, we're going to testify against Ian Freeman in the Crypto 6 trial. And they're just going to like us now.
0: Yeah, well, now they've been targeted by the SEC. And the, the insane part of this is... They're saying that this, secu- this uh, stable Binance. coin yeah. is a security.
2: Yeah, it's designed not to go up in value. <laughs> yeah, right. It's designed to be stable. Is Paxos holding some?
0: I suspect they are because they, I think they are the have issuer. to be issuer. They're yeah. the issuer. It's mm-hmm. so it's their responsibility to hold it. So for listeners that don't know, can you describe what a stable coin is?
2: A stable coin is a cryptocurrency or a digital asset that is designed not to have its value change. It's designed to always stay at a specific value relative to usd or some other cryptocurrency it's paid or to so- something yes could be an ounce of gold and binance usd is tied to the us dollar so one BUSD, one binance coin or whatever is always worth one dollar if or it goes like
0: 0.9999 you know yes. sometimes it'll shift or like 1.001 like it might shift by like a fraction of a fraction of a penny and but the entire utility
2: of these things is that their value doesn't change.
0: Right. That's why people want them. Right. That's why they're useful on cryptocurrency exchanges like Binance. Right now, the Binance uh, USD is currently number seven on the overall cryptocurrency by listed by market cap. So there's there's only two other uh crypto stable coins that are higher up than the Binance token and that is Tether which is the number 3 crypto uh, crypto in the world and then USDC or USD coin which is issued by Coinbase
1: and then Binance USD
0: number 5 so yeah Binance is number 7 but oh. its number 3 as far as Tether, stable coins or stable coins yeah uh, are concerned so that's what we're dealing with here we're dealing with a very very popular coin that the irony of course some of the irony of this is is that if they are successful at taking down Paxos, that will possibly tank Binance USD. So if it's worth a dollar now, it may not actually be worth a dollar once they just completely uh, decimate the value of Paxos. I'm going to go against my own
1: cryptocurrency interest and say, I hope that they take down Paxos, and then I will write a letter to that lady.
0: The lady that testified in my trial, you mean? Yeah. The United States Securities and Exchange Commission has reportedly told Paxos Trust Company that it plans to sue the stablecoin issuer for violation of investor protection laws in relation to Binance USD. According to a February 12th report in the Wall Street Journal, the SEC has issued a Wells Notice to Paxos, a letter the regulator uses to tell companies of planned enforcement action. The notice alleges Binance USD is an unregistered security, according to them. According to Investopedia, after a Wells notice is received, the accused is allowed 30 days to respond to it via a legal brief known as a Wells submission. A chance to argue why the charges should not be brought against prospective defendants. An SEC spokesperson told Cointelegraph that, quote, it does not comment on the existence or non-existence of a possible investigation. So they're not talking. Spokesbureaucrat for Binance said that BUSD is a, quote, Paxos issued and owned product with Binance licensing its brand to the firm for use with BUSD. The spokesperson added that Paxos is regulated by the New York Department of Financial Services and that BUSD is a one-to-one backed stablecoin. Quote, stablecoins are a critical safety net for investors seeking refuge from volatile markets and limiting their access would directly harm millions of people around the globe. We will continue to monitor the situation. According to a Binance representative, our global users have a wide array of stable coins available to them. So if you are into Binance USD right now as a cryptocurrency user, you may want to consider leaving Binance USD. This could be a total disaster scenario well, you're uh, not for a Binance USD.
1: Financial advisor.
0: Uh, that's why I say you may want to consider. If yeah, it, were it sounds me, like
2: it's going to tank the value of Binance USD.
0: Yeah. If it were me. I'd get the hell out of Binance uh, USD myself. I'm not allowed allowed to touch right. cryptocurrency, so I don't get to do those things. Uh I I don't think the Shire Free Church has any Binance USD, but yeah, because generally cryptocurrency stable coins aren't a place you wanna stay. Like if you are into crypto generally- Like
1: for moving something from one crypto to another.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of an intermediary step. So, uh, I mean, in some some cases on exchanges, you can trade directly for Bitcoin in a lot of cases. You don't have to go into the, the dollar. But if you are of the belief, the thing that these dollar stablecoins are useful for, generally, is if you are of the belief that the value of crypto is going to go down, like let's say you have some Bitcoin, and you think that they for whatever reason, you think that the price of Bitcoin is on its way down, it's going to keep going down. Well, then you you can sell it, on one of these exchanges for Binance USD or Tether or one of these other ones, and then if you're if you're right and the price of the Bitcoin goes down, well, you sold it at the, at a higher price, right? So, so you got a a lot a large amount of Binance USD for it. The price of Bitcoin goes down, and then you can decide, okay, I think we're close to the bottom now. You don't really know; you're just gambling basically. And then you say, all right, I'm going to buy it back. So then you take the B, uh, BUSD or Tether or whatever, and you buy back Bitcoin with the amount that you got at the height. But then you can buy more when it's down at the bottom. So it's a way, in theory, to acquire more Bitcoin. It's if a you simpler play the, way if you play the game right.
2: It's a simpler way of effectively day trading. I used to do something similar with Ethereum and Litecoin because you could, if you paid attention, like one. Ethereum would be worth five Litecoin or six Litecoin or somewhere in between. So it would sort of vary. And if you switched between them at the right at the right time, you could steadily build up more Litecoin and more Ethereum. By like when it was five to one, that was when you'd want to get into Litecoin. And when it was six to one, that would when you when, that would be when you wanted to flip back into Ethereum or vice versa. I don't remember the
0: specific, the specifics now. But but did you ever really win at that?
2: Uh, yeah, a bit, but it. It became a problem because changeally and Shapeshift and these other cryptocurrency exchanges that were facilitating it, they they would sometimes get delays. Mm, and and then would, the
0: price can change right. in that
2: time. I mean, when you're doing this, uh, a matter of point zero zero one Ethereum could make a pretty big deal because it's not about making a lot of Ethereum all at once. It's about making a little Ethereum here or there. Mm-hmm. And if you... You know, if but it, pr- it's just still you're just playing luck, right? Because you don't know sort of, what the
0: price is going to do.
2: You have no idea. No, but you could you could be reasonably sure that if it was at six to one right now, and it's got a six month period of alternating between a range of five to one to six to one, then flipping back into the other one would at some point make you more. There's a Ethereum lot of people that, play,
0: that try to play this game and they lose. They well, yeah, lose, no doubt. Lose, lose. They think they're going to be able to beat the market. Well, they might be wealthy. Yeah, and just in can't. general,
1: like I see people in like groups I'm in all the time. They'll send some picture of some, some chart and they'll say, like Bitcoin is going to get all the way to five thousand, or it's going to get to twenty thousand, then drop. Then and, and it's just never true. It never no ends idea. up being true. Like they people no that clue. are generally pretty smart, they watch somebody on YouTube that said this and they get like totally convinced. Oh yeah, look at the charts. Like, the yep, charts. That's no. so true. And it's never don't know been anything. true. The trucks, I mean, as
2: far no, no. as what I've seen. Well, I thought once upon a time that Bitcoin was going to go back down to 500 when it was yeah, it, I remember that, that, yeah. hovering around that 8,000 mark. No, it mm-hmm. never went anywhere close to that.
0: Yeah, our, uh, Saturday, uh, one of our Saturday hosts, Piccus Mountaineer, was convinced it was going to go down to 10,000 in, in its recent down dip, and it never went below like 15. Yep. You know? So you don't know what it's going to do. Nope. Uh, play those games at your own risk. But now they're going after uh, Paxos for a stable coin, claiming that that is a security, and it's, it's absurd.
4: talk live
0: it is free talk live phones are open here we're talking about the crackdown on the world of cryptocurrency going on here in the united states but it's not just here i've got a story about what's going on in europe so they're they're taking the playbook uh from every different jurisdiction and they're they're copying it elsewhere whatever it is it's working to get people to stop using cryptocurrency to get people set in a state of fear i really uh, knew what would happen
2: yeah the way that china and india and other authoritarian company countries handled this sort of thing is they just outright ban it Mm-hmm. Or they ban the sale or they own the companies directly. That's the way that totalitarian nations like China handle it. The United States, however, has is fascist. It knows how to play this game. So it just has these corporations that are approved to sell the approved cryptocurrencies. And if you're not approved... Then you you face hardship or whatever. So they don't have to directly control it. They don't have to own the
0: cryptocurrency exchanges. Yeah, well, they may not be able to get away with directly banning cryptocurrency. Right. That's why they're putting the pressure on the other co- the companies. Basically. And the result
2: is effectively the same, but they yeah, they get away effect. with it. And, and Americans they, are like, you know, we we're the land of the free because the the. The veil that they allow to exist between themselves and the control of cryptocurrency, it's not them doing controlling cryptocurrency, right? It's Coinbase, it's Kraken, it's Gemini. And that veil allows Americans to think, well, the government doesn't actually control cryptocurrency. Ha ha, that's crazy conspiracy theory.
0: Most but Americans no, don't even know, you know what Bitcoin right. really is. I
2: mean,
1: the New right. Hampshire people that are supposedly liberty-oriented want to pass this bill right now that will give the New Hampshire government the ability to approve or disapprove people for being able to start a business. Like, oh yeah, anyone can own a business selling marijuana. It just has to be approved by the government. That's fine.
0: Well, it's not fine. We know it's not fine. But unfortunately, we're not in a place where most people understand that you shouldn't have to ask permission to go into business.
1: So nothing should be passed, especially if the libertarians don't understand that.
0: Yeah, I don't think that bill should pass either. It's the lowest
1: tax in the nation.
0: You're referring to the cannabis uh, regulation bill that they're talking about this year, and uh, it is not my favorite bill. It's better than the one they had last year, but that's still not saying a whole lot. There are other bills out there that would be better, but unfortunately they don't have the political uh, strength.
1: Anything that gets passed that's this bad is never going to ever be rolled back. We're never going to end up, oh, well, we finally got rid of that tax. It was the lowest tax in the nation. Now we don't have it. That's never going to happen. This is the concession, and it will only get stronger.
2: Uh, Remind me, you're talking about the legalization bill that would allow the legalization of marijuana and it would tax it as though it were a prepared food, right? Right. So at 8.5 percent. It's
1: just a squirrely way for them to be able to say it doesn't add any new tax because for some reason it gets put in the category of meals and room tax. No,
2: it does. And what it does is it it ends up being terrifying. It, It expands what qualifies as a room and meal to something mm-hmm. that is definitively neither a room nor a meal. Yeah. It's and a it, sales tax. And it sets a terrifying precedence of, oh, mm-hmm. well, next, you know, bottled water is going to count as a prepared meal yeah, and it's cigarettes a are a prepared to, meal.
0: It's a shame that we have to actually cheer on the Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, because he's likely going to veto this uh, if it ends up passing. Yeah. You because know, he doesn't support legalization yet, right. you know, or at least in its current form.
1: It's better off. The way we have it now, just decriminalized.
0: Yeah. I don't want to go too far off into uh, into decrim or legalization of cannabis. I want to focus on uh, cryptocurrency here because uh, we're talking about how Paxos, which is one of these cryptocurrency exchanges that is sort of known for being a stablecoin issuer, one of the largest stablecoins on the planet right now, Binance USD. It's the number three stablecoin with, I believe, over sixteen billion in circulation, or at least sixteen billion that has been issued. And uh, let me just double check on that here. That's insane. Yeah, about that. So at fifteen point seven billion dollars. And in the last, so 25-
2: tether's the number one.
0: Tether. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming. What is number two then? USDC, which is the oh. one issued by Circle and Coinbase. That one's uh, Tether's got about sixty eight billion. USDC about forty one billion. And then Binance USD at about sixteen billion. So this is number three. And the number four one is quite a ways down. I don't even know what that is die! which is uh, five billion so, so they're going is,
2: after coinbase as well you said so
0: you know they're gonna i mean they okay. just went after kraken for doing staking coinbase is doing staking so coinbase is saying they're going to fight this which means coinbase may end up fighting on two fronts they may end up fighting their uh with the sec over staking and fighting with the sec over their stablecoin
2: You remember when these see, what Armstrong, I think is his name? Yeah, Brian Armstrong. Yeah, remember when they were at these crypto conventions and they were bragging about working with the government, outlining all their plans about how they were going to work with the government, they were going to do this and they were gonna do that. How's that working
0: out for you guys? I witnessed them bragging and planning to create a white hat group which would be a group of companies that would essentially, you know, work with the government to uh, essentially blackball certain Bitcoin addresses, like if they found that your Bitcoin had passed through the Silk Road at some point. Even if it wasn't you, because Bitcoin's on a blockchain, it can go anywhere, right? Like different people end up with different Bitcoins over time. So if somebody else had bought drugs on the Silk Road... And then somehow they you know, bought something from someone else and that someone else bought something from you or whatever, right? Like you didn't know that it had gone through the yep. the the Silk Road. You had no idea. But they can do the blockchain analysis on it and say, oh, this passed through the Silk Road, so therefore it's bad Bitcoin, I mean, it's and just, therefore you're not allowed to use it.
2: It's just like any paper currency, right? Like I can pull a one out of my purse right now that probably was used to do cocaine at some point and imagine ew. the bank saying you can't use this money this money's garbage we're, we're not going to accept it because someone used it for cocaine and like yeah, that's that's they, what I, they're doing i've never done cocaine in my life that's got nothing to do with me i just got it from someone else i, I got it from a store or whatever or what? I, I received it as a paycheck or a different bank gave it to me to be that's clear, how bitcoin works
1: i said ew because of the thought of putting a dollar in my nose not cocaine
0: right uh, well, cocaine's not fun, not fun either, in my I've opinion. Never but, done it, but. Uh, but anyway, the, I guess I shouldn't say that's what they're doing. I don't think that plan ever came to fruition. This was like 2014 or something when I saw this conversation happening at a, I think it was the first Bitcoin conference that Mark and I ever attended. And it was at a one of those like, you know, shindigs that they throw where there's open yeah. bar and people are just talking loudly about what they're gonna do. So I don't think that one ever came into to play. But you bring it up to give an example of how Coinbase has been trying to curry favor with the feds since the very beginning. And it hasn't helped them. It hasn't protected them from the, the feds attacking them. They're next. They're on the SEC's list, yep. and they are going to come now. First, they're going after the little, the, the smaller one. They're going after Binance USD. They're going to make an example out of Binance USD. They're going to, which they're is going to interesting crush.
2: because Binance is a larger company than
0: Coinbase, but Coinbase- but they don't run their own stablecoin. So Binance is basically just licensed the name oh. to Paxos. And Paxos issues and takes care of the finances behind Binance USD, meaning Paxos has a bank account where there's $16 billion, purportedly, in I'm there. I'm sure there is. And that's how they're issuing these, these Binance USD stablecoins. So that's why they're going after Paxos and not Binance, because Binance is actually a foreign company. They're not located right. in the United States. They have a U.S. division. Are they England? Binance U.S.? No, it's some like island somewhere. Oh. Um, they've moved around to try to find thinking the best. I'm
1: blockchain.com.
0: They are in England. Yeah, Paxos, or rather Binance, has moved around to find better jurisdictions that are less hostile, as I understand it, wisely. A DAO
2: is the only way to go at this point. A decentralized autonomous organization, if you want to have a crypto exchange, as far as I can tell, the only way to do it is with a decentralized autonomous organization.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about what's going on here with Paxos. Fox Business Journalist, it's according to Telegraph. Eleanor Terrett tweeted on February 12th that the move was a unilateral effort from the SEC and other regulators to quote-unquote blitz crypto. She claimed that more Wells notices are expected to be sent over the coming weeks. And if you just tuned in, uh, as we explained earlier, a Wells notice is giving the company 30 days. It's the SEC saying, hey, just a heads up, we're going to sue you, we're going to (laughs) ruin your business, and you have 30 days to respond to it. That's what the, the Wells notice is. And the reported action is the latest move by the s e c and it's seeming crackdown on crypto related firms. They then talk about what happened with Kraken uh they don't mention library in their recap here of course not
2: because they they don 't care uh Library is just one of the biggest competitors to YouTube in the world, mm-hmm. and it 's you know liberating people it 's a valuable tool to get around the censorship being imposed on people throughout the world and the violations of freedom of speech throughout the world, of course they don't care about that. right? Just like they don't care about Julian Assange or Edward Snowden or anything else that they should care about. Instead, it's, a, it's all about Coinbase and Kraken, not the people who are out there literally fighting for freedom and justice.
0: Well, in other breaking news here, and this apparently came out a little bit earlier today, uh, so the news previously that we were just sharing about Paxos being targeted by the SEC came out yesterday. So today's breaking news in this case is that now Paxos has been reportedly ordered to stop issuing new Binance USD. And this wasn't by the SEC; it was by the New York Department of Financial Services. Remember, how I told you, Paxos is based in New York. That means they got the Binance, or not? Sorry, the Binance, the uh, they got the Bit license in 2015. We covered the bit license that came out from New York. It was the first state, and it's still to this day, I think, one of maybe only two states that has something like this. Essentially, it's a hundred thousand dollars to apply.
2: Well, good lord! What? Last it, the,
0: I heard, it might have gone up.
2: That's the but. most blatant example of look. We just want to keep. We want to control who is allowed right. to to open a business and who isn't. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars just to apply. Yep.
0: Yeah. Coinbase did it. Only a handful of firms have actually done it, from what I understand, or at least the last that I heard. Well, why bother? Just don't do business in this
2: uh, aggressive, tyrannical state. That's what
0: most people did. Shapeshift pulled out. They said, all right, well, if you're in New York, sorry, we're going to block you. We're blocking all New York IP addresses. So, actually, if you live in like Vermont and you're near to the border and there's a chance that you, like, sometimes. IP addresses from companies get issued based on a, you know, <laughs> Albany might be servicing Western Vermont. And so therefore, Vermont users probably get blocked like they're in New York. Like, well, sorry, you got to break a few eggs to block New York, apparently.
2: <laughs> but, Use a VPN.
0: Yeah, please. Uh, the New York regulator has apparently ish- told Paxos they must stop issuing new Binance USD. They come shortly after the Securities and Exchange Commission issued a Wells notice to Paxos, as we just told you about and isn't that um, curious that the state of new york didn't have an issue
2: with this dollar tether until yeah. the sec brought it up yep.
1: they obviously got um approached. they're working together
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, paxos will continue to manage redemptions of the product meaning that if you have binance usd and you want to redeem that for actual dollars well they're still going to be required to do that but they won't be able to do the reverse you won't be able to deposit dollars with paxos and receive binance usd uh, in return for them, the department is monitoring Paxos closely to verify the company can facilitate redemptions in an orderly fashion, subject to enhanced risk based compliance protocols. In a statement, that means know your customer. In a statement published on the New York Department of Financial Services website, the regulator confirmed, quote, DFS has ordered Paxos to cease minting Paxos issued BUSD as a result of several unresolved issues related to Paxos's oversight of its relationship with Binance in regards to Paxos issued BUSD. So are they going to also be prohibited from issuing their own Pax dollars? Because Paxos has two stablecoins they issue. One's called BUSD and one's called Pax What's the difference? They also have PAX gold. That's true. They also have ounces of gold, supposedly, that backpacks gold. So are they also going to be prohibited from doing that? Uh, that's not clear in this. Or are they just picking on Binance here? What's really going on? Yeah,
2: I'd be curious to see how this develops. I mean, especially in regard to PAX gold, which I've always sort of I mean been a, I've been a big fan of the idea of marrying the gold standard right. with cryptocurrency. And, uh, you know, I, you, ju- you just sort of have to trust that Paxos actually has the gold that they claim to have. And pr- presumably you well, could... Oh, there could be an audit. Yeah, presumably you could cash in your one Pax Gold to get your ounce of gold or whatever. I don't know. I never attempted to, and obviously I can't do it now. Not even sure I still have Pax Gold at this point. Anyway, it, Pax Gold does have this system where, you know, one Pax Gold is equivalent to one ounce of gold, and that's a tether. And they right. issue it, and it's backed by, you know, their, their gold, their funds or whatever. Is the SEC going to come at them for that?
0: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Paxos is, like, you know, if they put out a press release or Something explaining yeah because if if it's true that binance u s d is a security, which is the most absurd thing so far, the idea that a stable coin that is pegged to the price of a dollar could somehow be a security which is supposed to be something that could go up or down in value uh is a security is absolutely absurd, but they the s e c will probably win this thing just because is- why wouldn't they i mean It's government courts. Government's going to do what the government wants. This is why they set the precedent with library, where effectively
2: anything, Magic the Gathering cards, Pokemon cards, whatever, can be considered a security, because now all they have to do is say, hey, look, it's a security, and the government will say, all right, yeah, I guess it is, or the court system will say that, rather.
1: I wonder if Hasbro holds any Magic the Gathering cards.
0: I suspect they do. Uh, But uh, the security... uh, The security allegation... Well, it's only a security, apparently, if you... Okay, I guess I can't say that. Anymore.
1: No, yeah, like after the library case, that makes it a security, right? Yeah,
0: that's true. Just yeah, according to the library
2: case, effectively everything became yeah. a security. That's why the judge came out and said, "Look, I wasn't intending to say that everything is a security. Maybe not, but that mm-hmm. was how it came across, and that's, that's how true. it's going to be played by the prosecutors, by the SEC.
0: It's just because Hasbro's Hasbro, and they just don't—they're not trying to destroy yeah. them, Yep. right? Uh, the security. Hasbro has allegations- also been
2: very, very careful. Like they're very aware. Very much aware of the secondary market for mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering cars and all of that. And they, they're very they careful to yeah. never mention it.
0: The security allegations against the stablecoin could present a major challenge to the crypto industry, as stablecoins are a popular on-ramp for users taking their first steps into crypto. Cointelegraph reached out to law experts to understand how stablecoins could qualify as a security. Wait, One- pause, pause, because
2: they're not an on-ramp. You still have to have a way of turning USD into cryptocurrency. That's where the on ramp is.
0: Well, I mean, what they're saying here is some people will just instead of buy buying Bitcoin, they might just buy a stable coin, yeah, and then maybe later buy Bitcoin with the stable coin, they which is true. That. But the on ramp itself
2: is that conversion of dollars into a cryptocurrency.
0: Okay, and stable coins are crypto tokens. Yes, it's so, kind
1: of a weird way to word it, Ian. It's like they already got on.
0: Yeah, they are just saying that when they're getting on, they're not getting right into Bitcoin. I they never might even just be getting into a stable I mean, coin.
1: Not I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but what would be like the okay this is the smart idea. Get into the stable coin for why would you someone do that?
0: It doesn't seem like it'd be very popular. I suspect there aren't that many people that do it, but uh, I mean I I've done it. Uh sometimes I needed to buy you know for the purposes of running a Bitcoin vending machine I needed to have some uh dollar backed coins for an exchange somewhere and so I just turned dollars into Yeah but that's the coins. thing it
1: wasn't I need to get these dollar backed coins to get Bitcoin. That would make it an on ramp.
2: Well yeah yeah. Mate, the only reason I bring it up is because I care about the on-ramp
0: issue, and mm-hmm. I,
2: I think the U.S. government is doing everything it can to control to the on-ramps to cryptocurrency. That's the only reason I bring it up. It's more I...
0: than just destroying it or uh, controlling it. They're trying to destroy it. They're trying to, to eliminate as many possible on-ramps, and we're going to get into that Right, because up they here.
2: want to control the only ones that exist.
0: Yeah, and they don't want there to be there that many of them. And so Paxos is one of the smaller ones, and it looks like they're trying to stamp them out at this point. But the lawyer that they, they spoke to said that while stablecoins are supposed to be stable, buyers may possibly profit from a range of arbitrage, hedging, and staking opportunities. That's, that's the best they got here as to why it might be considered a security. But you can't stake. Not that I've ever seen.
2: I mean, you you can do that thing where you like you loan them and yep. you get interest on that, but that's not staking, that's loaning.
0: Oh, well, they're trying to stop that too. That's why they've gone after uh, BlockFi, which subsequently went out of business or went bankrupt or whatever. They already are threatening uh, earn programs on various different platforms and such. So
2: This is why DeFi is such a big deal. It's basically the same thing, yeah. but decentralized, right? Decentralized finance? Correct. It allows these cryptocurrency loans to exist and for those who don't know it there's a huge demand for cryptocurrencies out there and for whatever reason you could loan this organization your cryptocurrency and they will sell it to people and you know then you'll get it's the same way a bank account works where you deposit your money into a bank account and you earn interest on the money you deposit however in the case of bank accounts you earn negligible amounts of interest i had an account with capital one a checking account with Capital One for like three years that was literally unused. They froze the account and they were closing it. And it just sat there, earning interest. And this was a savings account. So it had higher percentage of interest earned than normal. And over that like two and a half year period, I earned maybe like four cents of interest. Mm
0: -hmm. Sounds about right.
2: It's a laughable, negligible amount of interest. But with these cryptocurrency programs, you can gain 10, 15, up to 20% of interest in theory, on your cryptocurrency loans,
0: well, unfortunately, not so much these days. I mean, there, of FTX, there was a time when that might have been true, but what we've seen in the last year has been the failures, not so much because of the government, but just simply because of poor business practices. I
1: don't know. I think the government was involved in FTX. I don't care if there's any evidence. Well, I think s- you're right. Certainly, <laughs> he
0: gave a lot of money to the the government. I mean, that's certainly true. And what, to what other extent, we don't yet know. But I think he
2: was a government stooge through and through. Right. A good,
0: that's a good theory. Um, but, uh, but prior to FTX, Celsius, which was one of the major crypto loan central finance places, they went belly up. They went bankrupt over the summer of 2022. And then FTX happened and BlockFi was tied to FTX. BlockFi went down. And then there's some other related uh, companies like Gemini and others that are that were doing similar things that, that they've now stopped. So, in related news, within the last hour, this came out. Also, at Coin Telegraph, Paxos has now spoken out in this case, and they category dis- categorically disagree with the SEC that BUSD is a security. They so said they will engage with the regulator on the matter and is prepared to quote viciously litigate, or rather, vigorously litigate if necessary. So they'll well, will-
2: testify. <laughs> so they'll yeah. actually take it to court. In theory,
0: that's what they're saying here, but okay. that's the thing is like essentially the SEC is playing a game that costs them nothing. Yeah. All they have to do is issue these Wells notices to these companies and they will even if the even if Paxos is successful 5 years down the down the road or whenever this thing finally cuz it took 5 years to get through the library case.
2: Good Lord, I didn't even realize that library—I guess it had existed that long.
0: Even if Paxos is ultimately successful in this case, it will cost them millions just to defend this case.
2: And it costs the government nothing to do
0: this. Now, that was enough to put library out of business. Will it be enough to put Paxos out of business? Well, that remains to be seen. But the government, of course, has an unlimited budget. They have tons of lawyers at their hand, and they're just basically throwing stuff up against a wall— and they're seeing what the courts will accept. Like, oh, looks like the courts think library token is a is a, a security. Cool. Well, now we'll sue some more tokens. Oh, well, maybe we can get this by Binance USD, the third largest stablecoin to be considered a security. Let's try this. And they're just going to give that a try. Oh, we got we got staking taken down from Kraken without even having to go to court. And eh, we we'll might have to fight with Coinbase over it, but that's fine. We've got plenty of uh, taxpayer dollars. So they're just trying all these different approaches, literally just throwing it yep. all out there and and it will work and if it doesn't
2: it's mostly, it, means, mostly it, will. it yeah. means nothing to the sec right no, no one's going to be punished for fraudulently or what is the word I'm looking for? Because it's not necessarily fraudulent, but just flippantly filing all of these Wells notices and sending them out. It costs them nothing if yep. they're wrong. Just like, you know, in the case of prosecutors, it costs them nothing. They won't even
0: apologize nope. if they get found, you know, not responsible or or whatever. Uh, the number here, if you want to join the show, it's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We'll certainly keep our eyes on this because this is a huge attack against the cryptocurrency world. And we got more on the way here. And you can share your thoughts as well. We'll talk about Chokepoint 2.0 coming up. free talk live you can join the show here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 join us here bring up whatever is on your mind as we continue here ian bonnie and aria joining you tonight we are talking about the continuing and expanding attack against the cryptocurrency industry it is pretty awful what is going on out there it doesn't seem to matter what sector of the cryptocurrency world your business is in if you have any kind of nexus within the united states it looks like they're going to come after you uh at this point and they they just went after stablecoin issuer paxos which issues binance usd which is the third largest stablecoin on the planet right now it's the number seven uh Crypto by market cap, according to CoinGecko. Good Lord, I didn't
2: realize that. That's even more impressive. I knew Tether was like the number four.
0: Tether's number three. Okay. Uh, and then so you got a Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, and then just a few more down, it's Binance USD. So they're going after one of the, one of the biggies. And we're going to keep you informed as that uh, situation develops. But let's go to the phones here and talk to Joe in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe.
5: Yeah. Hi, Aria. Hi, Bonnie Parker. Hi, Ian. Hey.
0: Welcome. Oh, What's on your talk mind?
5: talk about those Philly fans.
2: Yeah, Silly bands? Uh, Philly fans, uh, Philadelphia oh. Eagles, or the Eagles, fans, apparently.
5: Philadelphia Phillies, Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and Philadelphia Union.
1: How close That's are you to Philadelphia? Uh,
5: yeah. Uh, He's in Maryland, so pretty the close. best fans in the world, which what? I am one of them.
0: They're the best fans, you said?
5: Best fans in the world.
0: Why would they be considered the best fans when well, they're destroying well, their own city? Oh, that seems like they might be yeah, some no, of the no, dumbest no, no, fans. No, 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 no
5: it they're, they're they're throwing some firecrackers around they're they're climbing grease uh uh lampposts and stuff like
0: that mm-hmm. um you get to hear to you get to hear the, like that that's nothing that's uh you're saying it didn't get worse than that they
5: they're, they're, they're okay let's see when Denver won the Super Bowl, they set the cars on fires and everything. Hmm. When Detroit won, the Pistons won in basketball, they set the town on fire. When Chicago won, they set the town on fire. Philadelphia has a bad rap because in the early 60s, they threw snowballs at a guy dressed like Santa. Now, he was a 19-year-old kid. He was drunk. He uh, didn't have any pillows in the suit or anything like that. He was real skinny and stuff. he didn't even portray a decent Santa, and he didn't want to go out. But uh, Jerry Waller, who was the uh, owner of the Eagles back then, pressured him to go out and stuff like that. So that's why you get a bad rap for the Philly fans.
2: It's the first time I've heard about that. uh, And I didn't even realize you you were talking about, like, this kid did this at a game of some Mm, sort, right? That wasn't clear at all. So this kid... Uh, as part of the sports celebration or halftime show or whatever was going on, put on a Santa costume and people threw snowballs at him. Did he die? back
5: in like 60.
2: From snowballs?
5: No.
1: Oh, well, I don't know. Somebody could get a piece of ice in there and that gets pretty dangerous. And if they're getting stoned with ice from like the whole stadium.
5: Philly Philly fans aren't malicious like that. They don't try to hurt anybody. Well, they assaulted this guy. Okay, here it was. It was like 1963 or 1964.
2: They still assaulted him. He,
5: he, he, he was okay. Well, it was throwing snowballs. They didn't try to, you know, beat him in the head and beat the heck out of him. They were doing body shots, if I remember. I was a kid back then. I mean, that's but, still assault. Like said, they but... burned down the other towns. in Chavez Ravine. That's the home home uh, stadium, Los Angeles Dodgers. They beat. A New York Giants fan to death. Hmm. Now I'm going to tell you how good the Philly fans are. Kenny, who has a group and calls up the sports stations, called these like one of the leaders of the Dirty Thirty. They found out he his kidneys were failing. He could totally on the morning show go out and uh, put the word out he needed a kidney. Within like uh, two three weeks later, a Philly fan donated him a kidney so that he would live. And they, the the Philly fans, if you're, you know, listening to Sports Station and stuff like that, you say, well, I, I really have this problem, that problem, Philly fans will step up and say, hey, look, I'll fix your car. I'll take you to work until uh, you get your car fixed, things like well, that. I suspect you're going to find sense good sense people in sense any sense.
0: given fandom all around the country. But I, I definitely understand that you've had good experiences with them. And I if- will say this. I am looking at some of the the footage. I had not seen any of this until your, right. you mentioned the story earlier tonight, Aria. It was described as a riot and yeah. I got to say, I it seems like uh, Joe is onto something here.
1: If they're keeping it to so just the public property, I'm not too mad at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe there was some it's people that just des- destroyed some things, but I don't see that in any of these videos. Okay, This yeah. video described as a, quote, riot in Philly is just some people walking around. I mean, there's like, yeah. there's no riot here. There are riot cops around. And I guess, are you saying here, Joe, that if the police hadn't shown up in like, you know riot shock troop form in a phalanx uh, of cop phalanx level amount of cops you know prepared for the violence are you saying that you think they would have just got out climbed up onto some bus stations and uh you know shouted a little bit and then gone home yeah listen
5: in mm-hmm. 2021 i went outside got a wooden spoon and uh zipped it around on my spaghetti pot. you know because they went to
2: uh uh <laughs> Oh, uh, Super
1: Bowl! Oh, making noise! I, I was just right, imagining right, stirring right.
2: spaghetti. Okay, thank you. Because I had no <laughs> idea what the hell he was talking about. But but, but why does this make but, them good and fans?
5: And spaghetti pot. No, no. You get a wooden spoon. You bang inside. We got you, it, man. We got and, you. And yeah, yeah. You say,
2: hey, yeah. We understand. But but why does this make them good fans?
0: He's just saying they're not going to destroy things. Yeah, but that doesn't right, make them so good fans. Good that just means that, they're
2: not destructive.
5: Right, and 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 they and they have charity events on there where they donate to. Uh, People with cancer. I think he's just comparing like, yeah, them countless people to. Do.
0: Yeah, I think he's just comparing them to other fan fandoms right. or whatever that he believes right. are more violent or more destructive. Exactly. Okay.
5: So, so he just, so just has a bad rap and stuff like that. How
1: okay. violent band is of, Philadelphia? So you're saying you think of, they
0: really are the city of brotherly love by comparison to other fans? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Thanks for the input, I d- Joe. I appreciate it, man. I don't right.
2: think that's right at all. I, I think he's just got this weird blind spot. on me. oh, oh. If the fandom is irrelevant to people giving to charities or helping people break, yeah, helping
0: people with broken down cars, you're gonna find good people everywhere. I agree with that. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be good people everywhere. I mean, whether they're more violent or not, that's hard to say. Like I said, I don't see it in these videos.
1: This from uh, September 20th, 2022. uh, robberies in which perpetrators used guns are up 60 percent. Rapes decreased by more than 25 percent, which is good. Property crimes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Property crimes are up more than 30%.
0: Well, they may not be Philly fans. I'm
1: just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Homicides decreased by 2%.
0: If you want to join us, it's 603-283-6160. I'm, I don't see a riot. I got to agree with him here. That I'm on a page from Sean Hannity here, and they're quote-unquote going into a frenzy. It's a quote, riot in Philly, and no...
2: I definitely it wouldn't ain't. be surprised by that. I mean, we know that sport or at least we've heard that this the riots do happen in like England in regards yeah. to soccer or football or whatever. So, maybe the American media just wants to, to to pretend like that problem exists here to the same degrees as well. And maybe it does with with some sports, but it it, it does not seem to have happened in this particular scenario.
0: And maybe there were some things that were broken, you know. I don't know, but that that footage didn't make it onto this page with a so-called riot. Like, and if you had if you had footage of someone breaking something, yes. then that would be what you'd want to put at the top of the page. And I looked at every video, and there was only like four or five of them on this page. And, it's like, yeah, that's and just people in I the I just streets. wouldn't
1: put it past the news. Like, whenever the Canadian truckers were up there, they it's were saying, riot. like, oh, they're pooping yeah. in the streets and stuff like that, that there was no video Things that off. were
0: not happening. There was no evidence. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. They, I mean,
1: it's a, it's a good news cycle thing. Oh,
0: right.
2: Yeah, what I saw characterize this, it didn't say they were literally burning the city down, obviously, mm-hmm. but it created that vibe. It's like, these people are rioting. They're burning the city. They're destroying the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. And. As you know, we it turns that's out that's
0: what a real riot would do. Right. right? As
2: it turns out, it was like okay, they they threw some glass bottles. I think the article said at the said. cops, and it
0: right it mentioned that they lit at fireworks.
2: The I, I don't think it said at the cops. I don't remember now. I I'd have to pull the article. Was, I back believe up.
0: it was the cops, and I think the same thing happened here uh, during the pi- the pumpkin fest here in Keene, which was a huge riot, quote unquote. But what what really happened? In what year twenty fourteen. Uh, What really happened when you actually talked to the students at the college who were involved in this situation, what you learned was that everything was fine until the police came in and started breaking up parties. Mm. So they were having what the kids called darties, which are day parties. They were having them just like in the... Uh, you know, somebody's backyard or whatever, there'd be 200 people partying and, you know, beers and all that, right? Uh, they were just having a big party, and it's the Halloween season and all that, and that's what that's what was going on in the afternoon. And yes. for some reason, the police decided they needed to come break up these darties, and so they did. I hate that term. Me too. I don't like it either. It <laughs> it stupid. weird. But anyway, that's what they did, and they kicked all these, at that point, drunk college students out from the parties they were at, well, they had to go somewhere. So they were in the streets. So they took drunk people from where they wanted to be, which was at a party, forced them away from the party into the streets. Some of them got mad about that. Mm. And yeah, so I they... wasn't
2: here for it. All I know is somebody flipped over a police car at one point or a, a, no, a no, vehicle no. at some a point. Car in the they lit it on fi-
1: fire, didn't they? They lit no. a couch no. on fire. On couch. Oh. Yeah, a
0: couch in the middle of the road. Um, and,
2: like, those are still really innocuous and minor when it comes to riots. For Keene,
0: right? it was pretty, you know, big. Though. Sure. I mean, that was a big deal for, for here. But it, the, my point is that would have never escalated to that level if the police weren't there to escalate it. If the cops hadn't kicked people out of parties... Then they would have just partied and they'd have gone drunk, you know, gotten drunk. It's not like they're high
1: schoolers. Like, we got to get these underage. I mean, they're. Well, some of them are underage, but. I mean.
0: But that's not, you know.
1: You don't just know it for certain.
0: Yeah, they were just kicking them out. I don't know if they were arresting people at that point. They were just, all right, you got to leave. Got to leave. It's probably like
2: neighbors, like, this is. They're making a lot of noise. Yeah. Sure. Of
0: course it was. Well, I mean,
2: you. You can't live in that part of Keen without dealing
0: with a lot of noise. Like, that's just right. that's the area. You bought next to the college. Right. You know, it's what you're going to get. In I
2: mean, all the, the day is
1: so much different than, like, if they're making a bunch of noise in, you know, 1 a.m.
2: I wasn't here then, but that, that's Keen. Keen has two mm. things that always get brought up if you've lived here long enough. One was the filming of Jumanji. The second mm. is the Pumpkin Riot. Mm. What about the Chalk Wars?
0: Yeah, it didn't well, have ma- that big of an impact. That no.
2: one's better. It, Jumanji and the Pumpkin Fest riot. That's all, what people remember. Always. Yeah. And what I've always heard about it was they invited like some party planning company or some organization that plans parties ended up coming to Keene and they invited a bunch of people from outer state and the parties got too big and that was why they began breaking them up. But I don't know, I wasn't here for any of it. And it it all sounds like it was just a perfect storm of bad decisions. Generally on behalf of the police and then, of course, on behalf of the drunk college kids who you can't
0: expect. They're making bad decisions too.
2: Yeah, you can't expect good decisions from drunk college kids who go to Keg State College.
0: But I think that uh, that sort of backs up Joe's point is that the police made these situations worse. The fact that the police were out ready for a riot in the streets of Philly and acting like these people were rioting when they, point of fact, apparently were not actually rioting. Police were just like, hey, we brought tear gas. We want to use it. And so they'd, you know, throw some tear gas at a crowd or whatever. Okay, well, we got our batons. We're going to march in a line this direction because, well, there's people in the streets. Okay, let's do it, boys. And and the same thing happened in uh, Keene State where it's like, well, we've got pepper balls, so we're just going to shoot them at these college students that we forced out into the streets because they went where we wanted them to, which was into the streets, and then they just didn't go home because they were drunk and they wanted to keep partying at that point. So the whole thing was absolutely exasperated. And absolutely was made worse by the fact that the the police were doing what they were doing. It Remind me, I I don't remember the chalk wars. That was ah, uh, what, what it was, was 2014, that 2014, exactly. I think it was around the same time frame. It was the summer of 2014, maybe the summer of 2015. Yeah, but what what was it? It was people chalking at Central Square. They were chalking messages, you know, peace messages. And
1: then some anti-free staters were going there, spending time out of their day with like buckets and mops. Washing That's it away. Right.
0: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It it's was so wild. It's so funny. There was one guy who used to live up the street here from the studio. We used to call him Boston Strong. Because uh, he had, a, like, the first time we ever encountered him, he had a, one of those Boston Strong shirts on, so he kind of got that name. I don't know what Boston Strong is.
1: It's just, like, it's a stupid thing people say about lots of stuff. Like, say there was some kind of event event that happened in Keene, and everybody was like, we need to stick together. We're Keene Strong. Oh, okay. It's,
0: it has a history, though. It started after the Boston Marathon bombing.
1: Hmm. See, that's what I'm saying.
0: Somebody created Boston Strong, like, we're Boston, you know, like, we're strong. We're not just strong, we're Boston Strong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So somebody made some shirts, this guy bought one. and so It's uh, like that South Park joke, we're not just positive, we're HIV positive. (laughs) He he became obsessed. So, like, the the first time that they came out to delete the chalkings in Central Square, there was a group of them, but it became just him, where he would come out every (laughs) single day Every day of his life, he would go. He was a plumber. He would, you know, he leaves early because he's a plumber and he's got yeah. a. He worked down in Massachusetts. He actually originally was from Boston or somewhere in Massachusetts, and I believe he's since moved back there. But so uh, he's like
2: waking up.
0: He was he, getting up at his normal time to go to work, okay. right? And so on his way to work, he would stop by S- Central Square, which is you know two minutes from his house. It's right right up the street here. Uh, stop by Central Square. He'd do a quick check. To make sure that there weren't any chalkings that came, you know, out. like
2: hearts and love,
0: <laughs> right? Little smiley kid faces, drawing yeah, all kinds of. And this actually, is so
2: insane! Like he's
0: then going to come back.
1: It's all because he hates Christopher Campbell.
0: Mm, I don't know if Chris Campbell had anything to do with that. I think they just, I hate think he staters. just hated
1: Free Staters because he yeah, hated Fris- hate- Christopher Campbell because he used to get in fights with Christopher Campbell.
0: I've never heard of anything about that.
1: You told me that they were screaming at each other in the streets.
0: Don't recall that. No, I don't think. Uh, I do
2: recall some incident with Christopher Kentwell having his firearm while getting into a shouting match with someone.
0: But I yeah. don't know if that was a. I think Chris that drew like, a gun on uh, a couple that was in the streets. Um, they were fighting at four a.m. and uh, drunk and dangerous, and the woman was about to be attacked. Chris believed by the man and he drew his gun and stopped a potential attack from happening. Well, for whatever reason um, I
1: always thought that Boston Strong hated Chris Cantwell and I, I thought mean, he you may. told me that. He
0: may hate okay. Chris Cantwell, but I have no evidence for that. Um, he had fight he had he would scream at basically anyone who was a free stater. I mean, if if he would say anything, he would be incoherent and loud. But and it, so anyway, then he would come back after work so whatever time he was coming back from work maybe around 5 p.m. or something like that he would then stop at the central square and check and make sure no chalkings were done during the daytime hours and if they were then he had his mop or broom or whatever and bucket of water and he did would, anyone uh, be like hey dude you're crazy he is crazy
1: there's he a video crazy.
0: there's a few videos there's a series of videos called the, war on chalk there's this
1: amazing video with Garrett and and he was chasing him around with the camera. He's like, "Hey, man, wh- why does like peace signs make you so angry?" And he wasn't saying anything back to Garrett. And he was just like furiously scrubbing. And if Garrett sat on one, he would ignore it for a while. But if Garrett like finally got up. To protect a different chalking, he'd run to that one. It's so funny.
0: It's pretty hilarious stuff. That's yeah.
2: insane. Like that's yeah. that's certified, really man.
1: Yeah, I and, mean, he was like losing sleep, obviously, over the chalk <laughs> in Central Square.
0: I mean, since you asked, I'll tell you more about this. This couple it was a couple, so they're married. Yeah,
2: I, I, I definitely want to hear more about that because that that's a noble thing to prevent a domestic violence incident from occurring. That's a good thing.
0: Well, that had nothing to do. With the Chris Cantwell incident it had nothing to do with this guy. Oh, this
2: is a different.
0: Okay, when you yeah, said it you would... to do with it.
2: the couple
1: that Ian's talking about now okay. is Boston Strong and his wife. Gotcha. Yeah, I Boston you were... Strong
0: and his okay. wife. Uh they live just down the street here. And so they they hate it. You know, they they hate the free staters and they sure as hell hated me, right? Cuz I'm the the face of everything. So he would like when he would drive by the house, he'd lay on his horn the That's whole time right. I remember around that. That. the corner. Well, I
2: don't remember that. I remember hearing
0: about yeah. that. Uh, and, of course, he's pissing off all the neighbors by doing that. It's not, sure. it's not like the horn is specifically directed at, at me. That's what it was intended for, but he's upsetting everybody. And he believes he's helping. He believes there was, like, a conflict. There was a conflict. Okay, Bonnie, you made me remember. There was a video where he... And Chris Cantwell, Cantwell was here, and Cantwell went down to Boston Strong's house for whatever reason, because oh. Boston Strong, I think, laid on his horn or flipped us off or something like that. And so Cantwell went down and like confronted him in his driveway, and there was a, a back and forth between the two of them. See, I told but you. But Boston Strong didn't hate Cantwell any more than he hated the rest of us. Mm. I mean, th- this guy just hated free staters. It's and not so, worth
2: confronting someone over. I mean, maybe maybe blowing their horn becomes disruptive and it, it needs to be confronted and handled. But, like, because they flute you off or something like that, it's it's not worth it to confront anyone over that.
0: Well, it was entertaining. I'll tell you that. I'm sure it was. Uh, but then the woman... Was I the would send Chris Campbell
1: over if, if it was... I would send him over because he's like scary looking.
2: Was she the one who threatened that eight she year old She threatened a little whatever? kid. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. Allegedly oh. threatened a little boy who lived like uh, further down the street. Supposedly, she pulled a knife on a maybe eight to 10 year old boy <laughs> at one point. I wow. laugh, but
2: Jesus Christ, how unhinged are these and it's people? It's
0: believable. It is like, but knowing who, how ugly this woman was, like as a human being. Mm. Like, I could believe that she would brandish yeah. a knife at some little boy because they <laughs> the kid went to school with her daughter, and, you know, they're in elementary school, and this kid supposedly—and I the, and the reason I know about this is because I went to attend the trial hmm. uh, in this case. And she so was
2: I, tried for pulling the knife on the eight-year-old?
0: There was a hearing, and the case ended up being dismissed, and I'll tell you why. But uh, but we heard her side of it. We heard the allegations against her, and so the allegation was that this these two kids went to school together— and that the boy was being rude to her daughter, which is also okay. believable, right? Like sure. you know, some little brat um, making fun of a girl at, at school. Kids will be kids. So, so supposedly the woman, Jennifer, a.k.a. the female Boston Strong, she confronted this boy and pulled a knife on him and told him that he wasn't to be talking to her daughter anymore.
1: I bet the little like boy that. was just saying, your parents are white trash.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Uh um, dad's she a lunatic. Him, right? yeah. But the bad the the reason why the case didn't go forward was because the allegations were brought by his aunt, the little boy's aunt who was his caretaker or uh, guardian, I guess the the term, right? Cuz okay. I don't know, for whatever reason he wasn't with his parents, right? So his aunt had uh had custody of him. Okay. And she brought these allegations, but what she didn't do was bring the boy to court oh, on the day an of. He's eight year old. Sorry, he's the witness. And so she cannot go on the stand and say, he told me this. That's hearsay. Mm. And so case dismissed. There was no evidence in the case. It's crazy. I so think. she avoided any kind of actual you know, charges uh, in that particular matter. No judgment against her in that case. So it's unproven allegations at this point. But it wasn't too long after that that the Boston Strongs uh, left Keene. They actually abandoned their property which they had owned it but you know it was owned by the bank so they sure. they'd uh, the bank foreclosed on their property they'd stopped paying their uh, mortgage basically apparently and the bank took the property back and they left a trashed house it was a perfect ending to a, this trashy couple like they looked trashy they acted trashy and they were trashy. The, it's so they, weird
1: because no one in this neighborhood is trashy that I've ever seen walking mm-hmm. around. I've never been like, oh, it's that trashy house. I don't want to make eye contact with those people when I walk by. Like, it would just be so obvious that there's like these trashy people there.
2: And I don't want to be like, you know, this woman deserves to be in jail or she deserved to be charged for pulling a knife on an eight year old mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm not a fan of the American criminal justice system. Even when someone commits an act of aggression, which I do support some sort of a theoretical system for dealing with people who commit acts of aggression, right? Okay. And the U.S. court system is just the one that we happen to have for that. So, so I mean, it's it's what we have. I don't necessarily support it, but if this lady's actually going around pulling knives on eight-year-olds, then there <laughs> should have been some sort of punishment, consequence for doing that. Or at and-
1: least, like, I don't understand why it wasn't just rescheduled. Like, oh, you didn't know you were supposed to bring the little boy? All right, in
2: three uh, yeah. weeks, we'll restart. And I don't necessarily think that, you know, being convicted by a jury of her peers would mean a whole lot anyway, because uh, I'm not going to conclude whether this person's guilty or innocent based on what these other 12 random people decided. I'm going to form my own opinion Mm -hmm. about whether or not she was guilty. Of course, here I don't have any evidence in any direction. I tend to think it's probably true that she did it, but I don't know. I think it'd be more
1: obvious if it was true or not, if an eight-year-old was testifying instead of less obvious, because like... Well, eight year old's not gonna make up. A they lie might. that makes a lot of sense Like you're you're always like oh yeah that happened Sure and, or if they're telling the truth It's just like you know as honest As possible and you can tell when a grown up Is telling the truth they can seem like they're really telling the truth And they're actually lying because they're like skilled at that There's an
0: interesting follow up to this story Okay, So so the last part though was when they, The way I knew they were trashy was They literally trashed the house the new owners Had to clean it out and right. so they got one of those Huge dumpsters like one of those Dumpsters that's like the size of the entire Driveway like a double Car okay. width driveway filled the entire driveway, and I went and I climbed up the dumpster and I looked inside. You could see, you could see that there was like a pile of trash in this thing. It was literally full of stuff that they pulled out, like old lamps and old, you know, mouldering uh, desks or whatever. Like just nasty. So they didn't take their stuff with them. They, they just, just they left the house. They might have taken a few valuables, but the whole house was left just completely trashed. Strange. They had to remodel the place for months before they could finally like flip the flip the house. But the, uh, the 10-year-old became a teenager after a few years, and then I saw him riding his bike. I didn't recognize him, but he stopped here and had a conversation with us, and like he still backed his story five years later. Hmm. Uh, more coming up.
2: Free Talk Live.
0: Talk live. We are kicking off the third hour of the show. You can join us at 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Ian Bonnie and Aria joining you here tonight. We're talking about the ongoing attacks against the cryptocurrency industry. It is getting uglier and uglier as just the days go by. They uh, have gone after Kraken, one of the largest crypto exchanges in the United States, to get $30 million out of them to avoid going through the uh, potential lawsuit with the SEC. And And isn't
2: it sad that... And, you know, I'm not knocking them for this. A Kraken's position was, you know, it, we're going to pay a lot more money, even if we win. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost us a lot more than $30 million to fight the SEC on this. So we're just going to pay them this money and do what they ask. Isn't it sad that there's even a state of affairs in the United States where a company is like, look, it doesn't matter if we're right or wrong. Yeah, it, I thought
1: the justice system was supposed to, you know, produce justice, not yeah. be used as a threat.
2: And they're like, it doesn't matter if we're right or wrong. It doesn't matter if the SEC is right or wrong. It's just a matter of minimizing the damage at this point that the government yep. is going to do to us.
0: Uh, by the way, Nexo, which was one of the major centralized finance competitors to Celsius, has also announced that they will be stopping any kind of what they call EARN program, So, uh, which was the only reason why anyone would use Nexo because they were one of those companies where you like you described last hour aria they would loan people's bitcoin out and then you'd get a return on uh, you know that might have been five percent or something like that but it's something now of course the bad side of it is you're giving your bitcoin over to a third party who right. could fail so i mean it's probably not a good plan to do it but now the u.s customers cannot do that anymore with nexo nexo just said and i think they were th- they were threatened which is why they did this but they they came out with a, pr- a press release saying sorry u.s customers uh you can today? you can still now this was I think last week yeah oh. you can still exchange on our platform but uh, you can't earn anything anymore so it's like well why would anyone use their their service and so there's just been so many different attacks we kind of recap that earlier but I wanted to get into the other side of this so yeah they've been threatening the cryptocurrency exchanges and the cryptocurrency developers and the individuals as they've done with our case sorry the crypto six you can learn more about that at thecrypto 6com where we're is- facing prison.
2: And this is why decentralized autonomous organizations are the way of the future. If you have a head to cut off, the government has shown time and time again that they will cut that head off. And you can be the Hydra if you'd like. That that's certainly one approach, right? Uh, this worked fairly well for the Pirate Bay and some other organizations in the past, where if you cut one head off, a you know a dozen more sprout in its place. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's that's a, an approach. But now there's this technology or this this concept called the decentralized autonomous organization, and to me. That seems like the way to go. Don't even give them a target.
0: That's the direction Shapeshift has gone, which is one of the first cryptocurrency online exchanges where you didn't used to need an account. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, or several years ago, then they did require accounts for Shapeshift. We think they were threatened by the federal government in order to do that.
2: They required an account and an ID, didn't and know they? your
0: customer procedures, which they had never done before. And and so then, uh, two years ago, Shapeshift announced that they were going to—they were sick of dealing with all this government crap—and they were just going to decentralize the company. So they've been—they are the first corporation, I believe, to decorporatize. To eliminate the it. board of directors, to eliminate the CEO, to eliminate the entire corporate structure and go into a decentralized autonomous organization mode. Which, I agree with you, Arya, is probably a good plan for any companies that are still in existence that want to avoid this attack that is coming. This attack is coming. But it's, it's not just coming, it's happening. It's happening, yeah. it's If it hasn't happened to you yet, it's just because you're lucky. That's all. Uh, if it hasn't happened to your company. Now, uh, the, but the thing I wanted to point out here is it is not just happening to the crypto industry. It's also happening on the banking side, and so that's where this Operation Choke Point 2.0 comes in. This is an article from PirateWires.com, and I believe this is a Substack. Uh, Nick Carter is the writer here, and he says, "When it began as a what began as a trickle is now a flood. The U.S. government is using the banking sector to organize a sophisticated, widespread crackdown against the crypto industry." Well, and- this was always going to happen. The two industries are at odds. The but banking, they don't
2: have to be. I mean, they kind of do. I, I would suggest the cryptocurrency industry exists to put the banking industry out of business to well, replace it with I mean, a fair, free—not
0: free market, but a fairer approach. I get what you're saying, and certainly you could argue that that was the intention of, of Satoshi Nakamoto was to undermine uh, the the banking structures. But I I would suggest that uh, Satoshi was more concerned with the big banks and the central banks than the whole concept of banking. I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong, I don't believe, with the idea of handing over a valuable to somebody who can do a better job at protecting it for you. Like, that's kind of the idea behind banking. Now, it's become corrupted in that it's a completely federally and state-regulated uh, business. And
1: protected, but- and they get to do all these things that... They didn't get to do when they first opened.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. They, they've got a special status. They can print money from thin air. I'm no fan of the banking uh, cartel. There's no doubt about it. But I, I think there's a, a world of difference between Bank of America and the little bank down on the corner here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, that's owned by local people that you can walk into the office and they know your name and like you can meet with the president. If you want to. Because I've actually done that here at one of the banks uh, in this town. I well, feel like there's a difference there. If we assume that like fractional reserve
2: banking, which is this concept where you put your money into the bank and they loan out more money than they actually have, if we strip that yes. out altogether because that's immoral and it's that's a terrible idea. Wrong. Yes. So if we ignore that, I I I would tend to agree that there is value in like I don't want to keep, you know, a a hundred ounces of gold at my house. I don't have a hundred ounces of mm-hmm. gold, but if I did, I wouldn't want to keep it at my house.
0: You'd want to keep it in somebody's got a vault where it's safe. Right. Right? I wouldn't want
2: to keep it's it in safe. a safe in my bedroom or whatever. I would want to put it in an actual vault where it's under presumably armed guards and it's really hard to get into. Yeah. And, right. Whether you
0: want to call it a bank or a warehouse or an armed warehouse or whatever, I think is irrelevant, but right. the, the concept of the service isn't without its value.
2: Sure. sure. And if, if that's what banks were doing, and there were, you know, just small banks that, like the Savings Bank of Walpole here in Keynes, that's the bank I was thinking of, that just sort of offer these vault services. And even if it's just cash that you want to store there, mm-hmm. that that's still not necessarily a problem in and of itself. Right. I think, I, think I, I agree with you, but because the fractional reserve system is so. Uh, tied into everything, then it's hard to separate the two.
0: agree. Now, as much as we might want people to adopt the not-your-keys-not-your-coins viewpoint of the crypto uh, world, which is to say that if you aren't in control of your cryptocurrency and you've given it over to someone else to control, then... You shouldn't be too surprised if that person runs off with the money or their business fails and sorry, it's not there anymore or whatever, right? Like there's bank, they're bankrupt. They've lost the money. They invested it and it didn't work out. There's been all these stories over the year, or maybe they just got hacked, right? So like having your own control over that is definitely the ideal situation. That's the sort of the pinnacle of, of crypto ownership is where you control your own keys. And so therefore anything that goes wrong is your fault. So if you yeah. lose your keys, that's your fault. You can't blame anybody else. Which is of course exactly why a lot of people will be uncomfortable with that. Yeah, there's is,
2: no recovery mechanism. It's not like your bank, if you forget yeah. your login, you can contact your bank and they we can reset your password. No. If you lose access to your crypto wallets, it's gone. Yeah. That's
0: it. And even people who take it seriously can still lose those things. Yes. And there's a lot of people who have did not taken it seriously and have definitely lost those things. So you can understand why there's always going to be a demand for third party custodies of things like this because it's just some people don't have what it takes. They may want to get into crypto, but they're not comfortable running their own wallet. You know, you could you can tell them all you want about how to do it, but if they're just writing down their passwords in like a little black book and then they're storing that in their purse they're they're at a high risk of you know somebody yeah. snatching that information right,
2: but if so, then they're also at a high risk of doing that with their bank accounts and their debit that's cards true. and all of this stuff right like
0: you to so there's no perfect security out there, but there's the the, the, the at least the- illusion of it yeah. or the feeling of it, and that's what banks bring to the table for people so in I regard to
2: banks there's a possibility of recovery of funds like if you're an idiot mm-hmm. writing down your your PIN number on the back of your debit card or yep. whatever, and someone finds or steals it and they use it and they withdraw, you know, $5,000 or whatever, your bank can return that money to you. In, it could. In most cases. And it's a very, cases, least, they if, will. You
0: f- if you forget your PIN, that yep. you can go there and show your ID and they'll reset it for you, right? Uh, with crypto, if you forget your info, sorry, there's nobody that can help you.
2: Right. Or if you write down your seed phrase, I, I saw a video recently where, you know, the, this guy was carrying around his crypto street seed phrase in his wallet or whatever, and the police searched him and the body camera was like put online the body camera oh, footage God, and no. like there's this guy's seed phrase for yeah, the entire world to see. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Within, it's like, within seconds right. it was it was gone. It's like there's nothing you can do about that. There's no recovery mechanism.
0: Yeah. So I I don't think that it's true that they have to be mutually exclusive. I think right. that there could be a group of banks and they're have been sort of these i don't know what you want want to call them early birds or thought leaders or risk uh risky banks banks that were willing to take a risk and and try to do something with crypto try to allow their customers to maybe buy a little bit of crypto or whatever it might it might be isn't Uh, one of these major banks adding a crypto wallet
1: yeah, I, I seem to remember I've never something heard about that.
0: that. I don't know. I bet you they're not. <laughs> I want to say you, it was Wells Fargo. I bet you they're not going to after you hear this story. So uh, they're coming after the banks now. They're spanning virtually every financial regulator, as well as its highly coordinated niche. Uh, the breadth of this plan and its highly coordinated nature is even the most steely-eyed crypto veterans nervous Their crypto businesses might end up completely unbanked. Stable coins may be stranded and unable to manage flows in and out of crypto, and exchanges might be shut off from the banking system entirely. He says, let's no,
2: not in. I don't think so. Uh, all of the little players, certainly, but the Krakens, the Coinbase, and the Geminis, they they won't get shut out of the banking system. Everyone else will be, but that's what the government wants.
0: You haven't heard any of this story yet. I, so, I haven't. Uh, I, would say, I would say hold off on your decision on this. Be well, I've been crazy. saying this for years though. I have been saying for years that
2: the government wants to pigeonhole everyone into using one of, the, you know, these three or four companies for all of their cryptocurrency needs. That way they can control it.
1: It will be crazy if they even just are like, Yeah, sorry, Kraken, I I know you worked with us but you're not getting any you're not getting any help from us either.
0: For crypto firms, obtaining access to onshore banking has always been a challenge. Even today, crypto startups struggle mightily to get banks, and only a handful of boutiques serve them. This is why stablecoins like Tether found popularity early on, to facilitate fiat settlement where the rails of traditional banking were unavailable. However, in recent weeks, the intensity of efforts to ring-fence the entire crypto space and isolate it from traditional banking have ratcheted up significantly. Specifically, the Biden administration is now executing what appears to be a coordinated plan that spans multiple agencies to discourage banks from dealing with crypto firms. It applies to both traditional banks who would serve crypto clients and crypto-first firms aiming to get bank charters. It includes the administration itself, influential members of Congress, the Fed, the FDIC, the OCC, and the DOJ. Here's a recap of notable events concerning banks and policy establishment in recent weeks. December 6th, several senators, including Elizabeth Warren, sent a letter to crypto-friendly bank Silvergate, scolding them for providing services to FTX and Alameda Research and lambasting them for failing to report suspicious activities. I
1: bet she took money from the Alameda people.
0: There's a good chance of it. Elizabeth
1: uh, Warren. I'm pretty sure she did.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, but
1: Also, sorry, just what is her right to even scold a bank for their dealings with anything just because she's some elected senator, right? That's what
0: government people do. They tell you when you're wrong. That you've been a bad yeah. boy. Who
1: asked her to do that?
0: Somebody Who's She banking. representing. Is yeah, was somebody what I'm saying. the FDIC or is whatever. Is it the
2: people who voted for her? No. Well, she thinks it was. Right? She she thinks that she's a duly elected representative or senator, or senator or whatever the hell she is and she probably, you know, buys into the whole thing. She bought her own press. She thinks that she's one of these people she's doing the good things. protecting people. Yes. Yeah.
0: She's doing justice. So, uh and by the way, Silvergate Bank, guess who had accounts at Silvergate? And besides FTX. Kraken? Kraken, right? Paxos, most of the cryptocurrency exchanges, I believe. Yeah, it sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on December 7th, Signature, uh, which is, by the way, among the most active banks serving crypto clients, announced its intent to have deposits ascribed to crypto clients. In other words, they'll give customers their money back, then close their accounts, drawing their crypto deposits down from $23 billion at peak to $10 billion and to exit its stablecoin business. That's one day after they got the letter from Elizabeth Warren. Oh, my God. January 3rd, the Fed, the FDIC.
2: That's $13 billion worth of funds and accounts that it just closed. It's a lot of money. How is that
1: not just straight up fascism? Like a politician.
2: Well, I don't think it was related, is what I was going to suggest. I mean, that's a remarkable turnaround. There's
0: a reason they did it.
1: Maybe they already agreed, but Elizabeth Warren was like, all right, got to wait for us to put this letter out so I get the credit.
0: On January 3rd, the Fed, the FDIC, and the OCC, which OCC is the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, and that's a bank regu- another bank regulator, released a joint statement on the risks to banks engaging with crypto, not explicitly banning banks' ability to hold crypto or deal with crypto clients, but strongly discouraging them from doing so on a, quote, safety and soundness basis. We talked about that. That's what I was when going I have- to
2: suggest in regard to Silvergate, and the reason why I think why this Elizabeth Warren letters is just coincidental, right? This is after the FTX collapse and the Alameda Research collapse where Silverbank was like, ooh, we probably just lost a lot of money with these guys. These guys were ripping off all of these other customers. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. And we have a lot of these other firms that seem like they could be just as bad as FTX. So, so, so let's, we'll just
0: get rid of them. Let's get rid of yeah. them. Yeah. Could have been coincidental, but still... It's I think not I had, good. It's no, not good for uh, for the industry.
2: I think I had more to do with FTX than it did Elizabeth Warren.
0: On January 9th, Metropolitan Commercial Bank, one of the few banks that serve crypto clients, I've seen that bank name on like one of the backs of one of my crypto debit cards over the years. It? Metropolitan Commercial Bank. Never heard of uh, it. Uh they're based in New York. Okay. Announced a total shutdown of its crypto asset related vertical, whatever that means.
1: How are they even doing that? I mean, like, they probably have crazy laws about Crypto even are they with, what? for they doing How are they offering any crypto services as a bank? I mean, they, maybe had they paid the hundred thousand dollars or whatever.
0: Uh, they had agreements like I don't know if it's Uphold or whoever it is, but if you were to, to look I meant, on the back, I'm uh, sorry, of the I card, meant
1: from New York.
0: They paid the New York regulators. Hmm. Um. So anyway, they close. They're closing down all of their crypto asset related acts uh, activities. So this means those
2: any of that. Banks, crypto debit cards no longer will function?
0: Is that right? I presume that's what that means. I don't know exactly right. what it means, but it doesn't sound good. Uh January 9th Silvergate stock fell to a low of eleven dollars and fifty five cents on bank run and insolvency fears, having traded as high as a hundred and sixty dollars in March of twenty twenty two. So in less than a year their stock is less than a tenth of what it was. On January 21st, Binance, the world's largest crypto exchange, announced that due to the policy at Signature Bank, a different bank that's somewhat crypto-friendly, they will only be processing user fiat transactions worth more than $100,000, which means they're basically cutting out all small buyers who want to transfer dollars to Yeah, tell me about it, man.
2: The average person does not have $100,000. They can just drop on Bitcoin.
0: On January twenty seventh, the Federal Reserve denied, and we covered this story, Crypto Bank Custodia's two year application, where it was sitting for two years, waiting for an, an answer, to become a member of the Federal Reserve System, citing safety and soundness risks. Risks again. Who is this Custodia? It's a a crypto formed bank made by people who are in the crypto industry who wanted to create their own bank because that's what the solution was supposed to be right like you can't find a bank make your own bank so they did in fact they went to wyoming which had passed a series of uh of statutes within the last several years to allow for a special type of bank called a special depository institution i believe uh and so like this system was created in wyoming specifically to welcome cryptocurrency businesses that's why kraken opened its own bank they opened up a division in uh, Wyoming to create the Kraken commercial bank, or whatever the hell it's called. Custodia was the other one. Right. So it was Kraken and Custodia that did it first.
2: Well, in theory, they shouldn't need the bank, right? The goal of Coinbase and these other cryptocurrency exchanges, it should be to eliminate the banks as no longer being necessary, because what well, do you Well, that's great, need-
0: but how are you going to get the dollars in?
2: Well, I mean, that's exactly, we, we want to phase out the
0: dollars, right? But how do you do that if you can't t- turn dollars into crypto? Right. This is the issue with the on ramps again. Right. So the solution seemed like, hey, you can't find a bank account. Having trouble finding banks? Just make your own bank. Just follow all the rules and then you'll have a crypto friendly bank. Well, yeah. it turns well, out you can't follow yeah. all the rules because the Federal Reserve said no. They applied. They did everything they were supposed to do. They you know, hired all the lawyers. Wait, they needed how did to people hire.
1: get cryptocurrency at the very beginning? That's what I don't, I guess I never thought Somebody about it. Somebody bought some never... pizzas. They how did, mined know, how it did they get it? Only mining? Part? Yeah, mining. is that there's no, There was no other way until there That's was how an it exchange? all comes
0: into existence. It's well, I guess people just got
1: to get back to mining, and then uh, the government's going to go after that, but it's going to be a lot harder.
0: They're going to come after mining, I think, next. They've gone after staking, so why not go after mining?
2: Someone pointed this out recently, and I had never considered it. I, I don't remember who it was, but it was here on the show. Maybe it was uh, Peakless. They had mentioned mm-hmm. that crypto mining is the the one on-ramp that will almost always be decentralized. And sure, right. it's prohibitively expensive, and it's got all... All of these telltale marks like high electricity usage and stuff, but like yeah. that will always be a KYC on ramp. Crypto- That's know what I meant. K- KYC free. free. Yeah. On ramp into cryptocurrency. If you want to get yeah. Monero or Ravencoin or even Bitcoin, don't don't bother with Bitcoin, but if you want to get a cryptocurrency and you don't want to jump through all of these hoops, the
0: easiest way of turning dollars into cryptocurrency is with mining. But it's not easy. That's the problem. It's not easy. The average person can't do that. The average person doesn't want to take the time to buy custom mining equipment, figure out how to put it all together, figure out how to configure it, how to join a a mining pool, how to hook up up the wallet. I mean, this is an hours and hours and hours, if not days and days long uh, process to make this work.
2: Well, being the easiest way to do it doesn't mean it's easy. It just means out of the multitude of options, it's the least bad.
0: It's a way to do it that cannot be stopped by the banking cartel or the government uh, system, at least so far. Uh, but it's not easy for the average person. The federal but, Reserve, like,
2: but like Donald Trump was the most pro LGBT president we ever had that doesn't mean he was like pro LGBT he yeah. was just not
0: the worst. There are some websites that will allow you to rent mining equipment which is probably easier than doing it yourself. I don't know if you can do it with dollars though. Last I I again I haven't done this in years since I got right. raided. Uh but prior to the raid I was experimenting with uh, I think the site was nice hash and uh, you could only use at least that i recall i think you could only use bitcoin so it was like one of those things where okay. you know if you can't get the bitcoin you can't do the online mining but maybe they have a credit card option i just maybe i just didn't look for it
2: i wonder if that's sort of what they have in mind there is it exactly that is sort of a way of selling bitcoin without selling bitcoin cuz they're not selling bitcoin
0: right they're they're selling mining they're selling power selling mining correct Interesting. So let's see here. Uh, On January 27th, the Kansas City Federal Reserve branch denied Custodia's application for a master account, which would have given them the ability to use wholesale payment services and hold reserves with the Fed directly. So, so far, uh, the doors have been completely closed on the cryptocurrency bank created by crypto people on january 27th the fed also issued a policy statement which discouraged banks from holding crypto assets or issuing stable coins and broadens their authority to cover non-fdic insured state chartered banks regarding like for instance the wyoming special purpose depository institutions which can hold crypto alongside fiat for its banking customers so again they didn't say banks you can't do this they just discouraged them they just said You don't think you should. If you're concerned about safety, and we're concerned about safety here at the Federal Reserve. We don't want someone
1: to come by and break your windows. Yeah,
0: we just think it might be a bad plan. We might not look kindly upon you if you're going to be going in this direction. And we're not saying you can't go in this direction, but maybe it won't (laughs) really be good for you. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff they're doing right now. But there's more coming up here. We'll tell you about this crackdown on the banking industry trying to. Uh, they're doing Operation Choke Point 2.0. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. We're talking about the attack. Against cryptocurrency, the industry, and also the banking side of things, they've been going after crypto programmers and crypto innovators. But they're also going after the banks that have been willing to do business with crypto firms, which there aren't very many of them, and now there are probably fewer uh, because of the threats. And if there were banks that were planning on uh, beginning to offer crypto offerings or whatever that might be, you know, deposits or Helping customers with crypto or whatever it would be. Uh, They're now being threatened, just kind of threatened. They're being issued notices by the federal government saying that you're not being told you can't do these things. But we're basically saying you shouldn't do them because we wouldn't want you to be considered... Doing risky things with your customers' funds.
2: I mean, there's that, and there's the whole crypto winter thing. Uh, One of my memories came up today on Facebook. It's so poignant. I pointed out a year ago, I said, hey, I just want you to remember before the Super Bowl starts, I want you to remember the dot-com bubble, and I want you to know that in five years, most of the crypto companies that you're about to see advertised won't exist. Mm,
0: That's a good point.
2: And I said this a year ago. Did they have crypto ads this year? uh, No.
0: Oh, interesting. No, I I saw none, right? Because of the crypto winter.
2: It's not the crypto winter, though. It's the collapse of the crypto bubble that these companies and NFTs Mm -hmm. all sort of created. They didn't even think it was a bubble, but yes, they created a bubble. And there's a lot of of merit to cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency itself is going to persist beyond this bubble, but they did create a bubble, and it did burst. And that's the crypto winter these companies are talking about. Oh, it turns out... We were in a bubble. It was a false hype, and it did collapse. And and, they couldn't afford the ads. Right. And we didn't know that this was going to happen. Now we're all bankrupt, and it turns out that it was a bubble, and it burst, and now we're
0: going broke.
1: Now, Now they're probably all going to the government, and maybe that's sparking the government suddenly acting so hard. When
0: you say they're going to the government, what do you mean?
1: Well, like, sorry, Tom Brady losing his Bitcoin and FTX, you think he didn't, like, contact his lawyer to contact the government, you know? get something get something rolling like what can i get what can i do about this and not just tom brady i just thought of him randomly but mm-hmm. like companies huge companies they they don't like to just uh, f- fail they, and just go like oh well i'll do better next time they they think the government must protect them from failing
0: well that ain't going to happen in the crypto world what in fact the, 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 the state saying. has pointed out that they're not going to there's there was actually some well, statement I know that. but
1: but the people who failed might be like, you know, the government needs to do something about this. And they're bringing all this stuff to the
2: attention of the government. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. I'm well, pretty
0: sure the government's been uh, paying close attention for years now. But it could could
2: be. And I suspect a lot of these companies knew that it was a bubble. Some of them didn't seem to. Like Crypto.com, they didn't seem to know that they were taking part in a bubble. And they were. And they were one of the ones who had burnt worse than anyone.
0: They're still they're still alive, though. They, they've they survived are. it so far.
2: Yeah, but a lot of these, I I tend to think a lot of these companies knew. Like FTX, I think they knew what they were
0: doing, and I think they did it on purpose.
1: Well, did you know that Bitcoin is going to add NFTs?
2: No, who's who's saying
0: this? Yeah, I saw something this weekend. Apparently, they're calling them Bitcoin ordinals but I don't know, which is a terrible name. I don't know if that's, yeah. I think it's worse than NFT. But, yeah, it is. Uh, NFTs
2: are dead already. Why? Yeah, going to it's try so to late for one thing. Back. Yeah. I
0: guess they're going to try to bring them back. I don't know the details. I just saw something about it. Let's go to the phones here. Minor Ake is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, hello, everybody. Hey, what's on your mind?
6: Um, well, the, uh, so I would really like to be existing in New Hampshire,
0: but so
6: there's two things I'm, um, that concern me um one would be social the other one financial okay. um i live in a van so like you know if if that's a you know if, if it's a place where uh i don't know i i have to live somewhere with like two or three walmarts maybe a truck stop or two around only mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that sort of thing um but then the the financial part would be is like I've created a situation for myself where I have a, a few different people on the, the, the East Coast that are willing to pay me in cash, and I can just kind of travel around to who's willing to pay the most. Okay. So I, I am also kind of used to making a decent living. Gotcha. Uh, you know, e- even though the van situation. So. I, you know if i would have to find somebody i mean i do spray foam insulation i don't know if that but um if i could find somebody that's you know willing to pay in cryptocurrency or you know cash or whatever
0: you no know, there's uh, a lot of people up here in new hampshire within the uh, the community of the freedom community that are willing to you know take crypto as payment and so i suspect some of them are willing to pay uh, in cryptocurrency but that would be something where you'd have to come up and you know start meeting people and see who could use services like House that
1: need insulation here too
0: yeah that that's true i mean uh, i don't know I, to me it seems like the van it might be the most difficult part because I, at least from what i've heard from people that are rv types is they say it's really hard to get through a winter time in a uninsulated hmm. uh structure so yeah.
6: Uh, dude i i mean I, i'm from i, I live in early pennsylvania a lot of that's, in I mean, pennsylvania that's is that what you said yeah yeah it's probably yeah.
0: just
1: as cold
6: there
0: yeah i don't it, know it might it, get a little it, colder I mean, here we, i'm not sure
6: record years for snow all right it, it's uh well i mean I hey mean, it sounds it. like
0: you're you're used to uh to roughing it out there in the in the van it might it might work out for you. maybe I if mean, you came up here and just
1: met a lot of people somehow maybe you would just find somebody that was like willing to Rent you a spot in their land? Yeah, is that better know. than uh, like a Walmart area? I don't really know. It sounds like you, uh, what you I, need well, to do I, is I, find I one it, of
2: these. Like you need to do some networking, as Bonnie was saying. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we we can't help you find people who are looking for a spray foam insulation or whatever. I, I'm sure there are social media groups where you can you can. I think do there's that. like free
0: Free State Project jobs boards, and there's yeah. the yeah. Free State there's Project Facebook Discord. pages
2: just for jobs.
0: Yeah. So I would start in those places, and then. You know, if you're if you're mobile, it's probably no big deal for you to drive up this way and just go to some meetups and start meeting people. Yeah, and the
1: FSP calendar.
0: Ask around, right? Yeah, FSP dot org slash calendar. They've got all kinds of public meetings going on, uh, and just start asking around. Like, hey, do you know anybody that works in construction or whatever? And uh, and then just start meeting people and see what happens. You never know. Yeah,
6: oh, that's an idea. All right, bro. I'm thinking about showing up for Pork Fest at least. And, oh, that's a great you know, start. I could...
0: Yeah. Great yeah, start. Figure, you know, That's what I did. A week to
6: figure something out.
0: Right, yeah, block off. If you've got the time for it, block off the time for Pork Fest, and then stay another week afterward just so you can kind of tour around New Hampshire and, you know, go meet some people in Manchester or the Seacoast or, you know, wherever else things are happening. Uh, thanks for the call tonight, man. I, I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. David in New Mexico, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, what's the matter? Jewish bankers don't like competition?
0: What's that supposed to mean?
4: They have the market cornered in currency, and they don't want uh, to have any competitors. That's, you know, that's the obvious thing. Oh, there's so, Christian bankers, here.
0: too, that also probably don't want competition. Well, where's Scott the Bigot when you need him? I don't know.
1: Scott the D- Bigot like hmm? disappeared. He I don't comes know and where goes. Went. No, mm. I haven't heard from him in like two years. Has it been that he long? He probably
4: did what he said he was going to do. He probably moved to the UK like he said he was going to do.
0: Maybe so. He could still call, though, if he wanted yeah.
4: to. What else and, you got? And uh, uh, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie, well, uh, two more, same subject, just two more points on the same, show. Bonnie, you're, Bonnie's confused, I want to try to help Bonnie get unconfused, uh, you you had a problem with, uh, you said the, you thought the Justice Department was supposed to be about justice and not threats, right? Oh, yeah,
1: sarcastically.
4: Right, yeah, but you're confused, because it's, it's not the Justice Department, it's the Just Is Department, so when you ask them a question about, you know, why is this like this? And they just say, cause it just is. So sit down and shut up. That's what it is. And, uh, lastly, if I'll, I'll say it again, for clearing that if, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had, uh, what is it? Jealously guarded what you had here in this country all through the generations. And obviously you were not alive 235 years ago or whatever it was. Um, more than that now. Um, But if it had been, if what those people shot at their, to use Mark's quote, shots at their government center of mass, what they literally did when they shot at their government center of mass, if what they got after they did shoot their government center, center of mass was jealously guarded, you wouldn't have this dilemma that you're, that you're spending your whole program. Well, you know, many whole programs on you wouldn't have this problem because you wouldn't have the what is it the, okay well we can blame anyone
2: the, else know what the hell david is talking he's complaining about,
4: like, about if protected
1: the constitution and didn't let people uh you know hit start and the thing about it is i can't i i'm getting convinced that there's just no possible way to guard laws that you know laws might not be the right word but like make society the way you want it with just words on a piece of paper because someone else is going to come along and be like, yeah, I interpret it this, this way. And it's just a little tiny s- slither here and there. And then one day you just realize there's a big chunk missing out of it. You know, it, it doesn't seem like there's a way to just be like, we're going to write this down and then everyone will be free forever. You just have to fight for it forever.
0: Well, I think he was suggesting violence. Thank you for the call tonight, David. And I don't think that works either. I mean, how, uh, you know, there's been violence done and look yeah. what we got. Right? like Bunny, violence is their, is their tool.
1: I wasn't suggesting violence when I said right. I know. fight. I didn't he was. mean...
2: Okay. Yeah. Bonnie, you're absolutely right, though. Like there's no... We have Christians now, Christians who are pro-nuclear armament, pro-war, pro-war Christians.
0: Yeah, That's Jesus would not do that.
2: In full violation of the teachings of Jesus. So it doesn't seem to matter what you write down or mm-hmm. what you say or what you believe. It's going to get twisted into being interpreted to be the exact opposite of what you said. So it doesn't matter if we wrote down the most pro-freedom, pro-liberty document, and we built a government from that. Just give it enough time, and eventually it will be inverted. If they can twist the words of Jesus into being pro-war— they could twist any pro-liberty document into being pro-state. Well, it's just
1: like it, the Bible would never have been twisted around if it was just like, cut out, out all this crap, all this crap we don't need to know, and just write down, Jesus said, don't harm anyone else, Do, treat other people how they would be. you want them to be treated. If that's like all that Christians learned about and focused on and the rest was just lore, then I think that Christians would be a lot... You know, more sane. But right now, they have like, oh, I'm using this Bible to justify this, while also using this Bible verse to justify this, and Mm -hmm. they just have a big convoluted, confusing thing.
0: Well, and if David wasn't talking about violence, maybe he wasn't. If he was just talking about being vigilant and not just, you you know, paying attention, watching, and seeing what these goons are trying to do and stopping them somehow from from doing it using the political process as we're trying to do here in new hampshire with the free state project that is migrating thousands of like-minded liberty oriented people here maybe if there was something where you had a group of people that actually had the principles of liberty they understood that they understood to not trust the the government and they actually did the things that it took to prevent it from getting larger maybe we would actually have a better society but that didn't happen so you know maybe it can happen now uh, and maybe the free State project and the the New Hampshire freedom migration will be the the only real solution I, it's certainly the best bet that that I can see anywhere on the planet whether that'll work out in the long run I don't know but it seems to be making some headway
2: he certainly said shoot at the heart of government a
0: lot, and that, he did. Yeah, it seemed like violence,
2: and that raises red flags. Yeah. I don't, I don't support violence.
0: I don't, either. I don't either. That's what they do. Let's continue here, caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Uh, CW. CW. What's on your mind tonight?
7: I just want to give a quick shout out to Mr. Dave Olson, and I wish he would have gave a shout out to the best radio station that carries UKTOX.
0: And are you calling, 90. by the way, are you calling from uh, Arizona?
7: Yes, I okay. am in Arizona. Yes. Very good, sir. Is
0: but, that all you want to do is with... just give a shout out? Because that's not really yeah, interesting yeah. radio. Well,
1: you we want to shout out well, David. I know,
7: but I want to give a shout out to David and also do the call letters for the greatest station that carries you in
0: the tri-state area. Okay. That's it?
2: We but... do love K-Talks. Oh.
0: Yes, okay. thank you.
2: Oh, I thought he had Goodbye. something to say to David. You actually have
0: anything to say, though? Nothing well else. no, I'm just other than a great show. All right, man. Well well thanks. I, I do appreciate it. I just want to say, like, we generally we generally have a no shout outs rule here on Free Talk Live. I don't talk about it that often. Well, uh just because okay, it's not interesting. But, you know, like call with something know, to talk about. But you didn't screen my call. Yeah, so. we don't do that anymore. We don't have a call screener. <laughs> what? You stopped that? Yeah. Yeah, we don't really we don't really do that anymore. Straight man. to air now. You're going right on the air. Really? So, yeah. So yeah, just, you're, so, you're at, so okay. So here we go. Then
7: this gives me a topic. You're actually doing what KTOX does. They don't have call screeners. They just let any blow schmo schmuck.
0: Well, we always let here. anybody on. We never screen calls out. <laughs> the only reason the only reason we ever screen calls was so we knew who was on the line. But now we've got uh, caller ID here. We've got twenty plus oh. minute longs. We've got twenty plus minute long segments. So it used to be that if you called in. And you were on, you know, our system puts you on hold automatically. Uh, used to be that we would make you wait until the, the next break, which used to be roughly every 10 minutes on this show. And then one of us would check the, the phones and see who was on the line. Well, now that we do 20-minute long segments, we're not going to make somebody wait 20 minutes yeah. or 15 minutes or whatever for somebody to then find out who they are. We're just going to take the calls. So it doesn't matter. The call screening process was only to just see who the person was. We never actually screen people out. That's And, that and to help eliminate to trolls
2: there. or to at least prepare us when I suspect a troll was on the line.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to take or, different measures when uh, the trolls call in, but we'll deal with it. Yeah.
7: Okay, well, that actually makes sense now because I thought you only did it to try to confirm who was calling. Yep, that's all Other we did. Other than you know, now that you have the call ID, you can actually know, unless I have like five different phone numbers and I try to troll you and say, hey, this is me again, this is me again. People well, get tired
1: you know. out. They realize how freaking stupid that is. Well, yeah. I believe why well, Ian no, I,
2: asked you if you were from Arizona was so that he could save your number in the call ID system. That's exactly right. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Not, yes, 928
7: is an Arizona number. Yeah, we got you. So. Hey, well, thanks for excellent. the call tonight,
0: man. I appreciate hearing from you. you know, this show's never done actual call screening in the way that typical shows do. Your typical talk radio show, they have a topic. And if you aren't calling on that topic, you will be screened out, as they say. If you don't agree with the host on the topic, you may be screened out. They may not be looking for someone who disagrees, right? Like So <laughs> they have all kinds of stupid, uh, very controlling policies. The whole reason why Free Talk Live was fu- uh, was formed in 2002 was because I was sick of listening to shows where they didn't let anyone call in. And so this, this show does that. You were saying?
1: I was just about to say, well, this conversation is getting boring. Let's go to Chuck in Washington.
0: Chuck in Washington <laughs> is here. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
7: I, I just heard my two brothers from another mother from KTOX, <laughs> by the way.
6: Okay. I can't believe this. This is great. Hey, I just wanted to say, if Dave keeps mentioning Jews, the only people that Jesus Christ has ever hated were the Nicolaitans. Is he a Nicolaitan?
0: I've never heard we that word. either. What is that? I don't know. you got to look up the book of revelations i guess you can't Aria's just explain it well, jesus
1: wasn't in the well, book okay, of revelations he he was already dead maybe he was in it that's right. me- mentioned but he was dead so i wouldn't really trust that he hated the nicolaitans from that from somebody's <laughs> vision
3: Who is the nicolaitans i don't
1: Somebody know i've never comes... heard that honestly
0: yeah all right then thank you okay thanks for the call tonight uh sarah in new mexico you're on free talk live go ahead
3: oh yes yeah. I just, um, it was announced that they had 900 uh, citations um, related to the license being messed with here in Albuquerque. I was really
2: hoping you were going to, like, come in with an awesome call to follow up the two (laughs) terrible ones that we just had, and
0: this is what you got.
3: The three terrible ones. No, but that is is awesome, because the... We only require one license, either in the front or the back. A lot of them, they don't even have none. I mean, or, or tampered with, uh, or um, everybody runs around any way they want here, uh, and it's mostly the the ones that got the five thousand warrants. That it's it's those guys that have the tampered license plate. Thing.
1: If I had so five thousand warrants, I probably wouldn't be driving around without a license plate. A surefire way to get pulled over. But New that's Mexico right. is You're another okay, like kind of. a whole other world i just can't wrap my mind around the stupid that i've witnessed there
0: (laughs) oh man uh
3: yeah yeah, 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 believe me uh no the believe it you know what i mean no we
2: believe it (laughs) we hear from you every night we believe it
0: sarah won't call anyone uh, else though she told me the other day that she only calls free talk live really she refuses to call anyone else she's too busy she says we asked she had a, we had a guy inviting her to call uh, K talks I think it was or something like that and she absolutely refused to uh, to call and spread her message of traffic safety.
2: Is it because they'll ban her?
0: No, no, I don't think so. It's just she says she's just too busy. She's trying to run her network marketing business and all that, and she's got how much, too much time does on. your pyramid scheme really take? Well, she refused to answer that question, but you can try.
3: Bipolar, mean, it's unpredictable. I my <laughs> time is swing. Mean, yeah, that's. Sometimes I, I go on it for a couple of days and I drop it and I completely do something else. So I there's nothing predicting What I else, mean, else do you no do? Hours. Am I bipolar?
0: What else do you do? Is it when when you say doing something else? Do you like call the city councilors and complain about stuff or what well, else do you do?
3: Well, today, today I called about five or six reps, um, and then the okay. HB twenty two was passed to um, committee groups. So. It might get voted on in the house, so I got to leave a message for uh, maybe five to six uh, reps, and that takes a lot of time.
1: That's and- the bill that would allow them to put cameras on not just their New Mexico roads, but also the state highways in New Mexico. Wow, you remember that—that's impressive. US.
2: U.S. is the federal highway, but not the freeway. So the freeway, they're bad. Yeah, I don't care. Fast. How More long cameras. did it take you to? How long did it take you to call these state reps, Sarah?
3: Um, maybe about, um, altogether, maybe 30, 40 minutes just pupsing around.
0: Okay, that's not a whole lot of time, right? Okay, yeah. like calling us now. I for sure spent that much time on the toilet today. She's been on hold here for about 40 minutes here on Free Talk Live (laughs) as we took those other calls. So that's 30 minutes, uh, 30, 40 minutes calling the state reps, about another 40 calling Free Talk Live. So we're up to about an hour and a half here so far. Uh, What else? What else was your day like? Tell us about your day, Sarah.
3: Well, uh, you know, I I have to like cook uh, some bone soup and you know I and I and I and I worry about and I'm not worried but I mean I have to make sure that Richard is doing okay then okay. and then he so I I already have somebody that I'm taking care of or whatever so I don't need another guy that's enough headache you know what I mean please
0: we weren't suggesting I, you, you need another guy put. I I I, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying <laughs> I don't she's referring to the caller the caller wanted to hook her up with somebody oh. in Arizona. Oh. Oh, okay. uh, was what the reason I why they wanted her to call K-Talks. Uh, but okay, so just to follow you here, so you, you made some bone soup, uh, and you've been taking care of Richard. That's your, your roommate there. He's in his 70s or whatever. He's, he's a little old. Um, so that took the rest of the day up, making soup and, and changing his diaper or whatever?
3: No, I don't, I don't take his. He just do stupid stuff like bringing
2: girls home and young girls home or all that stuff. What? What? Hold, hold yes. on, Sarah. You got to get rid of them? <laughs>
0: now it got interesting. So
2: Richard's out there bringing young girls home?
3: It tries to, but they all lie to him and say they're going to show up and don't show up. And they say they're going to call and they just... They where does just he meet these girls? That's a lot of stress for me, too.
0: Where does he meet these uh, these girls? Uh,
3: Richard, where do you meet? Where, where do you meet him?
0: Oh, she's going to straight up ask him. I was like, see, he likes homeless
3: girls because they're desperate. He likes to lure okay. them into the house to get him for sex. Oh, <laughs> this, so
2: this cannot be real. <laughs> she hey, did not just say that. You I'm say he's out there, guy, he's he's tonight. luring up homeless girls to lure them in for sex. Is that right?
1: Well, they're obviously scamming right. him back. So.
2: A... I mean, I have no yeah, issue with this. If he's got something they want and they have something that he wants and the two of them can have this mutually beneficial relationship...
0: Good for them. Yeah, good for them, right? But Sarah but, doesn't like that. Yeah, she, she's
1: intercepting it because yeah, she's, already, she's, she's already got this guy.
2: Well,
0: she's anti-prostitution as well. She's called in to say she thinks prostitutes and John should go to, uh, to jail. So are you going to call the cops on Richard now?
3: Well, technically this is not. Um, you have to have a monetary, that thing has to be explained. This is not against the law. Oh, yeah, she it's didn't say for money. Oh, yeah,
0: he's just trying to exactly convince them to have sex. Hold on, he's trying to, wait, wait, wait. He's trying to talk to prostitutes who get paid to have sex, into having sex with him without getting paid. Well, she didn't necessarily
2: say these people were prostitutes. She yeah, just she just said, said homeless people. Young women who were homeless.
0: Oh. Right, so maybe he's offering them a
2: place to stay for a few days, or a warm meal, or whatever. I mean, all relationships right, so- are a matter of offering up something, whether it's <laughs> finances, or, I mean, let's be real, or dinner, yeah. or some cuddle time, or whatever. And you know what? this, this are you jealous of, of these young girls here? so. This is an Albuquerque uh, happening thing. This is what,
3: go, no, the homeless not. girls are so pitifully poor, they'll, they'll give themselves up for three nights of food and some stay in uh, But they won't come over,
0: like you're it. saying. They're not actually coming by. He's
2: trying to get their numbers instead of like, well, hey, come over right now. He's like, well, call me and we'll set it up. No,
0: you got to the the, the oh, tiger yeah, that pounces on the that, prey I, gets the gets the prey there Richard. Well Sarah's
1: gonna get her out of the house anyway. Yeah I was gonna
0: say if only Sarah would actually go to work or something and be out of the house then maybe you know Richard could do something but mm. she's just preventing she's blocking
2: she is she's blocking see, she's
0: see blocking. Richard thank you for the but call I don't tonight, know, tonight Sarah. I don't
2: see huh? Scumbags and Albuquerque do this kind of stuff. There's nothing scumbag about deal. it. Is scratch your back, I'll scratch i I'll scratch your back, you scratch my Will back. Will
1: you tell me- Richard he needs to get a Tinder?
0: Wait a minute, doesn't he give you discounted rent so you can cook and clean the house for him?
2: Cook bone
1: soup. Oh you have to look at me naked. Is that a
0: good <laughs> <you understand> <laughs> Yeah. Alright. It like was it. a better call. Hey, <laughs> Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, out of time. We'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
7: From there, I went on, join the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty.
0: You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. amps.freetalklive.com.